0: Good morning, everybody. Let's see if we're live. I have uh, a good one for you today. I'll just make sure in the chat that we are live. We got the fire going. We got the dog napping. um, And we have a lot of funny stuff to cover. And I have a message for homesteading mothers. uh, A lot of things started coming together this morning. I love when that happens. Uh, Let's just see in the chat if we're live. Hang on. Yo, yo, so scouse bearer um, Man Gonzalo Lira had a really good stream today Gonzalo Lira again He has a stream called dr. John getting uh, red-pilled really good really good advice about how to not Humiliate and belittle people that are now seeing uh, some really hard uncomfortable truths I got a email that I think a lot of you guys are gonna view as very harsh But it's not it's more of an omega email not a gamma email it's uh. There's a difference between, like when I read it to you guys, you guys are going to be like, wow, that's fucking cruel to do to somebody. But it's really not. The guy's intention I don't think is bad. It's not the secret king whisper, demonic whisper that I get a lot in emails. It's, oh, your dad's gay, yeah, you know. It's, uh, it was a harsh, it's what someone thought was a harsh truth, quote unquote, but it's not true. And I'm going to explain it. And everything started lining up. I wouldn't have even covered it or read it. I get emails like this all the time. But it, it matched exactly with what Amy was telling me this morning. Whenever that happens, I always know that it's, um, it needs to be talked about. Good morning, Owen and all the legends of the land. Hello. I, I want to see if Kyneton's here. I haven't seen Kyneton. Oh, there's Kyneton. First, let me read the super chats. Then I have a message to homesteading mothers. And also, because um, someone wrote me an email about Sophie. My dog. All right. Aaron says, listening to yesterday's stream and you cracked me up with the, why would you want to sleep in someone else's house? You know how much gay sex happens in Airbnb. So often at the end of one of your rants or segments, you'll just smoothly drop in the funniest line. You are truly one of the most talented comedians. Thank you. Well, according to the recent hit piece against Vox, I'm uh, an anti-Semitic former comedian who uh, uh, may star in a movie as the head of NASA. So we'll talk about that. <laughs> Uncle Creeker Bear says, "B.B., a mayoral candidate here in Hamilton, Ontario, is originally from Oswego. Name is Keenan Loomis. I've heard of the Loomis family. His mom remarried and moved up to Canada. Do you, his platform seems gay anyway, like all the rest. Any chance you know him, Keenan Loomis? No, I don't know him. Small world. Thanks for all the continuous comedy, as always. Thank you, Uncle Creeker Bear. Conqueror Bear says." Hi Owen, God bless you and your family. I'm watching yesterday's stream and you're talking about democracy, right wing and left wing that literally something it's attached to one thing aimed at one direction, right wing and left wing connected to one body. Yeah, one head. It's the head of the eagle. Yeah. Um, pretty simple. I don't know how people don't get it. It's literally in the words. Yeah, right wing and left wing. And then you got the head. Yeah. Green T-Bear, paying the dark away, helping to keep you from yelling at the clouds and also providing Kianton with nourishment. Thank you. <laughs> thank you for the streams that keep crushing. Thank you, Green T-Bear. Very sweet. Thorne says, thank you, Owen and Cod. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. So today we're going to talk about, uh, someone emailed me what's going to sound very, very harsh and unnecessarily cruel, but it's not. I, I can, I, I have a six, sixth sense for intention and, uh, And it has to do with homesteading mothers. I know that sounds all over the place, but okay. So yesterday my wife made this for us for dinner. Okay. That's a pizza. But what's special about this pizza is every single aspect of it, with the exception of the grain and the crust is from our property. And that's a feat. So two different types of cheeses. You have the, um, what's burrata cheese in the middle there? And the mozzarella cheese were from our cows that my wife made. We grew those tomatoes. We grew the spinach. We grew the arugula. Um, all of it. The tomato sauce was made from our tomatoes. My wife canned them. It's just an epic, epic um, feat of my wife. And it tasted unbelievable. And then she made homemade ice cream. and We all loved it. Okay. But we talked this morning about, uh, we listened to a lot of Laura Ingalls Wilder audiobooks. And Amy was talking about how a lot of homesteading moms put too much pressure on themselves. Because back then, when you listen to Laurel Ingo's Wilder, they had school that they sent their kids to. They lived in communities that all helped each other and more or less had the same morality. In a lot of ways, it was easier back then than it is now for homesteading mothers. And my wife sometimes gets overwhelmed and sometimes um, she feels guilty when she buys cheese or, Stuff like that, like she's not being the number one homesteader, you know, not number one like competitive, but like that that we're spending money on stuff that we could do at home. And I, I always tell her to not put that much pressure on her on herself because she's also focusing on homeschooling. So uh, we're in the weeds with a baby, you know, that's one thing like we're, we want to write a, a cookbook and all this. But the reality is we have a, a relatively newborn baby and four total sons under seven years old. So a lot of times Amy will lose a night of sleep because Frederick, you know, pees all over the bed or uh, he's like kicking her or stuff like that. And so sometimes I like to do nice things for her. And this brings me to the email I got this, uh, this morning. It said, Sophie and the possible hidden tragedy. She's such a superstar. Yeah, but she gets overwhelmed and we all do. And we talked this morning about how I should talk to homesteading mothers. So this dude says, this might sound harsh, but it's literally the only thing that's been on my mind since I learned about Sophie's passing. For those of you that don't know, my wonderful and sweet dog of over 10 years, Sophie, that my wife and I adopted uh, a decade ago, a little pound dog from Los Angeles. Uh, I was driving into my driveway behind a truck that was buying milk. And I was just, you know, I'm not going to relive it, but um, long story short, uh, Sophie went under the tire of my truck. Uh, It was my fault. I had turned the wheel. I was going extremely slow, but it was brutal. I had to drive her with this uh, crushed pelvis and spine uh, an hour and a half away to try and get emergency surgery. She died. It was very, very sad. And the reason I was out was to get my wife a vanilla latte. Okay, so... This might sound harsh, but it's literally the only thing that's been on my mind since I learned about Sophie. I'll say this with the form of a question. Is your pain about Sophie associated with the fact that you went to Starbucks for a vanilla latte for your wife? No. It would appear on the surface that you did a very gay thing for a woman that you would have done at home for much less money, and it resulted in the death of a dog. And I know some of you will hear that and be like, what a fucking asshole, Gamma Secret King. No, that's that's not a Gamma, that's an Omega. That person isn't trying to hurt me. They're, they just, I don't think they understand human emotion very much and they don't understand how to interact with people, but that's okay. I have a little of that myself. Why did I, why do I feel no guilt that I was going to get my wife a vanilla latte? Because she works really, really hard. And the thing about women, I can tell that that guy doesn't have a woman in his life. Because when you have a wife that's making a pizza from scratch, guys, she made all the cheese, she made the sauce, she grew the tomatoes, made the crust, all of it, with four little kids, okay? So what do women require? And this is true, and this isn't bad. Uh, Every now and then you should do something just for them that you know they'll like. So when your wife is up all night with a baby and she's like super mom and doing all this stuff, I, I don't regret at all that I, I went to get her something nice. Yes, she could have made the latte from our own uh, milk. I mean, the woman is growing a coffee plant inside. Um, they want to justify being hurt by the dog's passing. Yes, that amped up the pain a little. It didn't amp up the pain. It didn't at all. At first I was like, it was so pointless while I was gone. It didn't even matter. If you live a simply utilitarian life, you're going to have problems at home. And, uh, and like, for example, i ne- like, cause I'm very utilitarian and I've had to learn this over the years. Um, I like, for example, I got Amy a necklace for the first time ever. I don't, I don't see any value in, um, in jewelry. I think it's stupid. I got her an engagement ring and I got her a necklace a few months ago because every now and then when you're seeing a woman, when you see a woman in her element, like mom, like super mom, super wife, homesteading, like losing sleep, trying as hard as she possibly can. You, you have to show them that you care about them and the way women, uh, the way, and for women, a lot of times it's things that don't have value to a man. Men want to be respected, like for like high performance men like myself, uh, want to be respected and allowed to work. Like, I don't want a vanilla latte. I don't like for me, it doesn't matter if someone's just thinking about me, right? It doesn't matter at all. I want to be respected and I want to be allowed to work. For me, it's actually the opposite. This is one of the big communication problems between men and women is women will show men love in a way that they want love. And men will show women love in a way that uh, they want love. And a lot of men are much more utilitarian and task-oriented people. I, uh, I've my my major portion of my stand-up career was about this exact thing: about how men like tasks and completing tasks and being respected, and women like to be heard and appreciated. Okay, so going out to get my wife a vanilla latte just because, uh, and she told me, like, she was like, I'd really love a vanilla latte. And I'm like, yes, thank you for the, because I don't just randomly do stuff for her because I, I typically do get it wrong. I'm not, okay, I'll, I'll tell you a story. I'll tell you a funny story. So I, I, I was like trying to, when I come up with little things to do for my wife, they usually end up really bad. So my wife loves puzzles and she loved her grandmother. Okay, her grandmother died and she loves puzzles. So I was like, I'm going to do it just because present. And I got a picture of her. (laughs) Looking back, it's so stupid. I'm so like borderline Denmark bear psychopathic when it comes to emotions sometimes. Um, I'm like, I'm going to get her a custom puzzle with her grandma's face on it. And I'm like, this is going to be great. She's going to love this. She loves puzzles and she loves her grandma. And it was like a big uh, Christmas present. I'm like, ta-da, it's just because. And uh, and it's never been put together. She said it was disturbing. Uh, she wasn't mean. She was trying to be nice to me. She's like, ah, oh, you know. And I'm like, ah, yeah, so we can slowly put the pieces back together of your dead grandmother. Okay, so I'm... That's why I understand this Omega. I also have mild retardation when it comes to, um, to social interaction and what is, uh, what is uh, appropriate. You know, like this dude thinks he's making a great point. Like if I was a more sensitive man, which I'm not, I do, despite what some people think because of my rants and my reactions and my banhammer hammer and all that, I, I actually have very thick skin. I get emails all the time about that are like horrifyingly trolly and it doesn't bother me at all. The reason I ban and I censor and I delete and all that is for my listeners' enjoyment. Um, Because a lot of people that watch my videos, I leave Bitchute to be the place where if you want a layer of hell, go ahead and check out those comments. But in general, most civilized people don't want to read Eight paragraphs in a row of how I'm a transsexual Jesuit. All right. It's just, it's not, it, no one likes it. They find it jarring. It can, it makes people feel depressed, like everyone's insane. Okay. So when this person said, uh, Is your pain about Sophie associated with the fact that you went to Starbucks for a vanilla latte for your wife? It would appear on the surface that you did a very gay thing for a woman that you could have done at home for much less money and it resulted in the death of a dog. And the answer is no, it's not at all. My feeling, my feeling is why didn't I check my blind spot? Why didn't I do? And, and I'm, I'm at peace with it. It hurts. I miss Sophie. I think about her a lot. I, I still get like this, this, like rev- this, this like electric jolt in my body. Every time I think about the sound of her yelp and um you know, her, her cute little body being distorted and and, uh, the pain of it and how my my sweet little dog is now decomposing in my yard. Yeah, it sucks. But life goes on. We gave her a great home and uh, I'm not going to use that to excuse bad behavior. I'm not going to use that to be mean to people or sad. She was 13, 14 years old. She already had had cancer and a stroke and She was, um, you know, reckless and she would jump off furniture onto her head. And, you know, so things, it it was the end of her life. There's a lot more tragic deaths of dogs than that. Uh, It sucks. I, if I think about it, I want to cry, obviously, but we're moving on. Those electric jolts fucking say, oh yeah, I'll just be lying in bed. And I'm like, uh, uh." (laughs) like, because I'm like, no, don't turn the wheel. Don't turn the fucking wheel. And I was going three miles an hour. And so, you know, you'll have your gammas write emails like, oh yeah, I bet she hurt, I bet she looked at you. You know, I get this shit, I get this shit, where it's like, I bet she looked at you and, and couldn't believe why you murdered her and, and I bet it was slow and I bet she was, in, you know. And I don't care, I know that they're doing it just to try and get under my skin, but it doesn't get under my skin. I, that's one of the uh, benefits of being honest with yourself no one would torture me over the event more than me, and I'm not going to do that because it's not um it's not uh it, it's not an honorable thing to do as the head of a household. jeez, people sucked it. Oh, you guys have no idea. I get emails and stuff that are trying to like get me in places they think are vulnerable, and they're not like i I typically laugh at it not. You know, it used to bother me more because, but now I just get it. They're just people that want to hurt someone. This person wasn't doing that. This person genuinely was trying to make a point. And that's why I'm addressing it because the point went perfectly with my conversation with Amy this morning that was unprompted. She just out of nowhere was like, listen to Laura Ingalls Wilder. And she's like, you know, back then moms sent their kids to school because their school wasn't trying to inject them with a lethal uh, depopulation vaccine. They weren't trying to teach them that sodomy is beautiful. They weren't trying to teach them that their white skin is evil or their black skin means they're a slave. They weren't trying to teach them that three Freemasons played golf on the moon and then technology went in reverse in just that one thing and we can't go back now. Like modern school is insane you can't really send your kids there anymore especially now that the cdc has said that you have to get a COVID 19 vaccine to go to public school it's like a death camp okay so despite the hardships of laura angles wilder and little house on the prairie women had more community back then and they had more like-minded people around them to help them out a lot of homesteading Uh, Women these days that are homeschooling their kids have an extremely hard, they're hard on themselves. And I catch Amy doing that sometimes. And sometimes she's up all night with a baby. She has three other kids. She's cooking and preserving and gardening and homeschooling and all this. And sometimes she just wants a fucking vanilla latte. She wants to feel like there's something just for her, that she isn't just a cog in a demographic machine. You understand? And no, I don't regret that. In fact, I wish I did more nice things for my wife. I'm pretty autistic when it comes to just because, uh, presence, as you can see by the puzzle with her dead grandmother on it. I thought that was a home run. I thought we could all appreciate her grandmother as we did a puzzle as a family. And I guess, uh, Trying to find a, a little piece of your dead grandmother's hair fitting with a background isn't exactly fun for Amy. So now I pretty much wait for her to tell me what she would like. And she knows this about me. I, she, know, she gets it. She loves me. So she's not going to make me something I'm not. and I'm not going to make her something she's not. Like, I don't want any vanilla lattes. I don't want any just because things. I want to be allowed to work and I want to be respected. That's it in my home. Sometimes I feel like I'm losing my mind with one baby. I don't know how Amy does it. Um, it's hard. We, we just don't wallow in it because there's no point. It, it Sometimes it can be really hard, Rebecca Barrett. The first one is the hardest, which is weird. Because you start getting a flow. That's why it's so important for the husband to provide and protect and guide. If a woman has to think about finances and where we're going to get money and where we're going to do this and and... Um, you know, what's the future hold and is agenda 2030 knocking down our door and oh my God, this fear and that fear, they're fucked. They have to focus on their children and it's a full time job and it's really, really intense. An extended family is crucial. If a woman, we don't have, we've lived in Idaho for a little over two years. We have no extended family here and Amy is homesteading and, uh, homeschooling. And so to do nice things for, for her is my pleasure. I love doing that. Like when I got her that really big industrial refrigerator, it made her life so much easier. I got, I allowed her to, and I don't mean that like in a condescending way, like I allowed, but I, I paid for it, but I was like, design the kitchen that will be the most effective for you. And I, I nothing was off the table. I, I didn't want a house bigger than 2,300 square feet because I don't like giant houses. I don't like how people can just disappear and and families aren't like in common areas. And it just, I don't like the feeling of large houses. Cause I, I you know, and uh but I was like, whatever you want in this kitchen, you can do. Cause you're going to be in here a lot and you're going to be providing for four kids. And so that a- allowing her to design that was my way of showing love. Large land, not houses. Yeah, I would much rather have a thousand acres and a 1000 square foot house than a 10,000-square-foot house and, and one acre. No question, not even close. I would rather live my entire family in a 1,000-square-foot house with massive land. If you're going to put money into something, it's land. It's buffer. It's soil. It's grazing. It's pasture. It's garden. It's uh, it's where, you know it, land, fencing, infrastructure. That's how I think I'm very masculine when it comes to that. Women think in terms of... Um, You know, the ergonomic flow of uh, homeschooling, cooking, blah, blah, blah. And so more space is better for women in a house because, you know, you can have kids over here and kids over here and you can have like quiet time. That's why we put the bonus room above the, the, uh, the garage where they can go up there and play and be loud and give her some time to be herself again. You will break a woman's mind if you don't give them time to be themselves. Even if it's 20 minutes a day where they like Amy sometimes will go like, get like her nails done or something or her hair done. And a lot of these omegas, that's not a gamma who wrote me. That's an omega. These omegas don't understand the nature of women. So they're like, it would be way cheaper if if you did it yourself at home. Okay. That's not the point. If a woman is always in, cause women are like, you don't want to treat a woman like a beast of burden because they're always in service of others. You have a baby, I used to call them milk zombies, like just clutching at her uh, breast, just like, you know, waking them up. I used to do a bit where the baby was looking at me, like, it's mine now, motherfucker. Because it's true, like a major hurdle for men is to realize you're now sharing your wife's body with children, with babies, and that's a big thing. You're not you're no longer the number one priority. It's a baby that will die if it doesn't get your tit, it doesn't get her tit, right? And so women will be in constant service um, to their children, everyone else. They're like pulled, and and they don't like to be treated like beasts of burden. They like to at moments in their day. Feel special, feel unique, feel like an individual, feel like a woman, not a mom, not a, a wife. Even if it's 20 minutes a day, an hour a day, right? And my wife, just to highlight again, everything on this pizza except for the grain and the crust is from our land. The tomato sauce from our tomatoes, Amy made. The burrata cheese she made from our cows. The the mozzarella, like she's an all star. And so when you're dealing with a high functioning, high performance woman like that, sometimes you can forget that they need their time. They need to feel like good, like special, like a trinket or like I would call it a trinket, but something nice and special, right? Men are literally the opposite. I want to be treated like a beast of burden. I just need respect. I don't like being taken from my work. Like, if I could work all day, every day, I literally would. Like, I, I'm a work horse. And so men, a lot, of, a lot of times women will do little things for a man. Like, oh, here's a vanilla latte. And men won't care. And women will sometimes be like, why don't you care? It's like, I'm working. It's like, no, let's just, just take some time and we'll sit and enjoy the yarn. And it's like, no, we don't want that. You know, and I'll do that. I will enjoy my family, and I have learned to do that because um, downtime is important for cultural development. I mean, listen to how autistic I sound, like how utilitarian. I'm like, downtime and interaction with family is important for community development. I'm like, I'm like a fucking machine, you know? And a lot of men are like that. A lot of men are like, like, okay, my morning this morning, I wake up, I milk nine goats, I feed the chickens, feed the dogs, feed the cats, feed the, the cows, start separating the cows for a later milking, I am listening to podcasts, writing down notes about what I want to talk about today. I'm jumping rope. I'm doing pushups. I'm, uh, you know, like that's before I even start streaming. It's just like, and then it's like, bang, bang, bang. I just keep, and that's the happiest I am because I'm completing tasks. Well, I'm functioning at a high level. I'm high performance. I feel good. That's why I've been focusing a lot on exercise and health because it'll allow me to perform at a higher level. Uh, level and women are, they, they, they need to, to not always be treated that way or else they will snap. They aren't oxen, right? And so to answer that, that guy's question, no, I don't feel guilty about getting my wife a vanilla latte. The day it happened, I did, uh, because it seems so pointless, but it was a nice act. It was a nice act. And I didn't intentionally run over my dog. I was trying to be, I wasn't driving fast or reckless. I knew that them being outside was more dangerous, but I didn't want them to have to live in a little cage, you know? And I made that, dis- that conscious decision and I will be able to get past this. And, you know, that's it. And so I wanted to give this message to homesteading moms because I know a lot of moms look up to my wife. And they looked up to her and they say, wow, she's a legend. Like, how does she do that? It's hard. And we don't always show that side, but sometimes it's fucking hard. Sometimes it's like, it's like she's, sometimes it's hard for me to perform on this level, to do three hours of live streaming a day, run an app, you know, crowdfund for campgrounds, run a farm, you know, uh, deal with stresses and all this stuff, be a good dad, like, you know, there is stress to that. And I, um, I want to make sure I address that because when you listen to little house on the prairie, a lot of those, um, a lot of like those women actually had it easier in certain ways because they were cooking and cleaning and they'd have to get ice in the winter and keep them in the ice house underground for summer and blah, blah. But at the same time, your neighbor, that's why Idaho has been so great because you know, your neighbor's on page with you. They're not like, Scratching at their skin, like anti-Semitism, rape, sodomy is pride. You know, it's like modern society is so fucked up that when that yellow bus picks up your kids, a lot of women are like, "Where are they going?" Back in the day, they walked to the little school where you knew the woman who was teaching. That you knew all the, the kids there. They were all on board with your religion, your nationality, your ethnicity. You know, general. I'm not trying to be mean to rate it. But it's like you didn't have eight Somalian kids off a boat in there that week, wondering if they were going to get beaten by a chain, right? After they learned their sodomy pride lessons and then given a shot that's been tested on animals to kill them. Okay, like that isn't, that that level of stress for women is insane. So the fact my wife has to teach them and do all this, and that's why I'm always telling her like, buy the cheese, it's fine. You know, it's good that we that we make our cheese sometimes and that the kids know how to make cheese and we have that process and we get that natural culture in our body and all that. Um, as women looking in, we can start to think that others' lives are perfect and there must be something wrong with us. Right, I know. That's why I'm addressing this, Rebecca Bear, because I can see that, and Amy brought this up. Cause Amy will be um praised a lot at, like how she di- I, like I show these 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 monumental feats that my wife and I will do because it sets a tone to reach for. Cause we are very high performance people, both of us. But at the same time, it's hard. It's like, it's a lot of effort. And sometimes women feel dragged and they feel like uh, their body isn't like snapping back the way they thought it would right after a pregnancy. And do they have time to exercise? But at the same time they're, they're, they ache. And they're like healing and this and that, and it's like a, a child. They, they don't feel, uh, you know, like. I, I don't want to get it too into it, but every woman goes through this, and it's probably best for you guys to talk about it with each other than to have someone like me discuss it. But I was I was raised with that because my mother was the leader of a home, of um uh, La Leche League about breastfeeding, because back then there was no internet, so women with sore nipples and feeling these emotions and postpartum depression and clogged milk ducks and all this stuff, uh, being, being shamed for breastfeeding babies, not using Gerber soy and all this. They needed each other. And so they'd come to my house and from the time I was a child, I would listen to the problems of women. It's one reason why I'm so good as a comedian at understanding women's perspective. Because at three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, 10, 11 years old, there's just women in my living room talking about what they're going through. The detachment they feel in situations, how they can't seem to get any sleep, how they they, they like their, their body is aching, like all this stuff and how they don't feel heard at home or the husband's always working or this or that or uh, the fears they had and all this. And so I would apply that to comedy, like the little autist utilitarian that I am. And uh, and so you're not alone. All women feel that. You know, and understand that when you're listening to women like Amy, Amy has a husband that's currently doing well financially. That's another factor. You know, she doesn't have to worry about working. She doesn't have to worry about looking at the future. She doesn't have to worry about digesting truth or stuff and what to be afraid of. She doesn't have to worry about being afraid of COVID or afraid of the vaccine or afraid of Agenda 2030 or because I'm handling all that. She's all domestic. And that's a big advantage that Amy has over some women. Because a lot of women, their husbands are cucks and they're cowards and they allow the fear to seep into their home. Amy doesn't have that. You know, like some women will be on the internet and be like, oh my God, you know, uh, agenda, blah, blah, blah. Oh, they're coming for this. Even the truther side, they get all stressed out. They look at their baby. They're like, what's the future gonna be like for you, young Thomas, right? I don't, I protect her from all that. She knows I battle all the dragons and I know what to do. Well water, no debt, no our neighbors. You know, uh, the whole thing about food, it's not about never going to the grocery store or getting food. It's the, the, the starvation that's going to happen is nutritional. I figured this shit out. You know, my autistic utilitarianism can really benefit my wife. Sometimes it doesn't when I got a puzzle with her dead grandmother on it, right? I'm retarded when it comes to a lot of that stuff. Coynton, what did you just send? Uh, strong community. Yeah, I'm building the community to help my wife, to help my kids. I know the struggles that are coming in the future. It's gonna be, you know, the the the, the, the empire of lies is just gonna keep lying and subverting and falling. And so... I'm thinking, how are my kids gonna get wives? How are they gonna get jobs? How are they? I'm actually doing it. That's your bit if you want to play it. I don't know what bit it is, God. I'll just save it and play it. I trust you, Cotton Bear. Oh, breastfeeding. Okay, cool. I'll play the bit right now. Um, and so, don't feel alone. And and by the way, having a freak like me as a husband has its problems as well. Don't don't be envious of her for that. You know, where it's like, oh, I wish my husband could just provide and see the future. I'm also a th- I'm also threatened a lot. I'm also banned from places. I'm also controversial. I also have bizarre requirements where I have to focus on work without any distractions for hours at a time sometimes, which can drive women fucking crazy. OK, I'm not the spring breeze that it can appear sometimes, you know, and so everybody has a different set of problems um, the, the benefit that Amy has with being married to me is financially she's provided for community. She's provided for, I have incredible foresight and I can battle the fear demons that a lot of men bring home like cocks and cowards, but a lot of men that women are married to aren't threatened by the global media. They're not despised by billionaires. You you understand? <laughs> like They don't have to think about, are we going to be allowed in the bank in a year? Okay? So, like being married to William Wallace, yeah, yeah, totally. Like, there was a time when we thought I was going to get assassinated. That fear is no longer here, because I now see how the machine works, and that's not not a fear at all. But that was a fear my wife had. Is Owen going to be assassinated when he goes on the road? when he does a show is someone going to murder him on stage you know there was a time when she had to deal with that and now she doesn't uh as much you know because that isn't really a fear I now know who's actually getting getting the the wetworks team sent at him and it's people within the organization that are threats to the organ if you're outside it there's no that doesn't matter but like okay so here's the breastfeeding bit and I started almost like resenting a baby, which is not good. I knew that was a wrong emotion, so I was trying to analyze like, why I was doing that. I'm like, why is he messing with me? And then I realized he's not messing with me. He doesn't even know shapes or colors exist. And then I started having a lot of respect for what he was doing. <laughs> because he, at any hour of any night, was just demanding whatever he wanted. And at that point, I, w- I was feeling like a bit of a coward in my career. I wasn't saying what I really believed, you know? I would just sit back like a, like a coward and i see this newborn baby in this world just saying exactly what he wants in the middle of the night just out of nowhere he'd be like wake up give me your tit bitch! <laughs> and, and that he didn't say it literally but that's me translating baby and for those of you that don't have kids it's way more violent and aggressive than that i'm downplaying it he's like ah give me your tit now!" no i want your tits now give me that tit now put it in my mouth ah and i'm like what is going on and the craziest part is it works (laughs) my wife who's a very strong woman is just like okay and i'm looking at her like you don't do that when i do that (laughs) (laughs) great bit and my baby has the tit now and he's just looking at me he's not breaking eye contact he's just sucking it he's just Okay. That's a great bit. I got to fucking, God, will you email that? I got to put that on my social media. That's still allowed. So true. Yeah. You're like, your, your, your wife isn't going to pay as much attention to you at all physically. And that's natural. Don't feel like that's weird. That's all. That's, it's so logical. You know, the men, they're like, Oh man, my wife doesn't, doesn't fuck me as much. Is she cheating? Yeah. She's cheating with a three month old right? It's like, so what do you want? Do you want your wife to focus on the the human being that requires her physical body to live or you? Cause you want to feel like, you know, you got a big hard dick that everyone needs to appreciate. It's, it's a joke. It's literally a joke. It's cool rewatching those bits now that I'm a father. Yeah, yeah, totally. God, you're getting it. Everyone's getting it. All right, so I just wanted to focus on that a little bit. Now let's talk about some funny stuff. Here is uh sassy Trump. I haven't seen this yet, but I have a feeling it's hilarious. Coddington sent it to me this morning.
1: Mexico, the wall is going to cost 10 to $12 billion, okay? <laughs> Believe me, they will pay. One of the officials, actually one of the ex-officials from Mexico, had a news conference, and he announced that we will not be paying for the wall. Who does Mr. Trump think he is? They came to meet the press. These people, look at all those cameras back there. <laughs> The press came to me and they told me that he said you not pay for the wall. Do you have a comment? I said yes. The wall just got 10 feet taller.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what a lying fag, right? Oh my God. So the press, all these fucking guys in the back there. Dude, that's quote unquote what he was saying. He accomplished nothing. He he brought in a Genocide. Trump is literally like a war criminal. (laughs) Where's the wall, Trump? It's like, oh my God. Let's watch that again. That's super funny. The government doesn't matter at all. And one reason why I have a lot of respect for uneducated economists, he's like, I didn't start realizing how everything worked till I stopped focusing on the government. Like politics don't matter at all. Like literally zero. Nobody is looking at the forward guidance of the Federal Reserve. You know, all the news, all the politics, it's all in reaction to the financial system. Politics don't matter at all. Like I was texting with a buddy who is smart and gets it. And I'm like, what do you predict? And he's just like, you know, the left is going to win here and then the left. And I'm like, no, I mean like the stuff that actually matters. There is no left or right. You know, it's like there's just the financial system. There's just morality. There's just birth rate. That's it. Like, who's president? I, I'm about to build this fucking wall 10 feet higher, you son of a bitch.
1: Mexico, the wall is going to cost 10 to $12 billion. He's like,
0: instead of that, I spent it on the death jab for your children. Now, happy birthday, they're dead or sterile. Ha ha ha, take that, Mexico. Hilarious. It's okay. Believe me.
1: They will pay. One of the officials, actually one of the ex-officials from Mexico, had <laughs> a news conference and he announced that we will not be paying for the world.
0: Who look does... at this smiley queer in the background. How funny is that guy? He's like.
1: Mr. Trump think he is? They came to meet the press.
0: These people look at This pro, Look at these pros. Fake nose Fake news. Fake news. Fake news. <laughs> look at you being fake. Oh no! Trump's gonna save us all. Trump is a jo- he's a he's a joke, dude. It's a joke. Cameras
1: back there. Look
0: at right this right. smiley fag in the background going, "Oh my God! I'm about to suck some dicks! I'm about to suck some dicks!"
1: The press came
0: the press, to me the press. and they told me that he said he would
1: not pay for the wall. Do you have a comment? I said yes. The
0: wall just got, got ten feet taller. Okay, so he delivered on nothing. You want to see what happens? Want to see an actual... Check this out. So, Patreon's valuation plummeted 70% as it indefinitely postponed its IPO. Leaked memo reveals, here are the company's two priorities looking forward, says the insider. Let me just tell you a quick little story about what happens when you fuck around. I'll give you a hint. You find out. I'm not claiming that this is because of us, obviously, but I see how this all happened. So... For those of you that don't know, three years ago, maybe a little more over three years, Patreon kicked me off for a tweet I did. And the tweet was the hashtag me too (laughs) joke. Okay, so my joke was I go to a woman's march and I'm like, ladies, ladies, have a condom. Take this condom. You guys are being very unsafe. And they're like, what are you talking about? And I'm like, "I've, I've seen what you guys have been posting on Twitter. It's very aggressive sexually. If you're going to make a mistake and have premarital sex and fornicate, make sure you wear a, a condom. And they're like, what are you talking about? This is about women's rights. I'm like, I'm checking out Twitter and all I see is pound me too. Pound me too. Hey, everyone, time's up. Pound me too. I'm like, how thirsty can you bitches get? Just get a husband, make a family. Stop trying to get fucked by every asshole on the street. Okay, so Patreon had a big problem with that. And that's factually why they kicked me off. And I didn't post that on on Patreon. It was on Twitter. So they were uh, policing off-platform behavior, okay? That was the big problem, and that's what we fought against. And so they wrote me this long thing saying that I was perpetuating, um, I was mocking the pain of sexual assault victims. And so they did something in law called tortious interference, which is they broke the contract between me and my supporters. So, you know, a group of, me and a group of autists, uh, just read through their terms and conditions and realized that they're set up to arbitrate in jams jams is a private arbitration like a private court our narco-capitalist utopia right and the deal was that you could not do a class action uh you had to file individual arbitrations at jams and so um, we did me and 72 it started like 100 ended with 72 bears each individually filed a arbitration saying that they did tortious interference to break our contract for, and I did not. And here's the craziest part. I never broke their terms and conditions. I never even did what they consider hate speech. I don't consider it hate speech. Like I was mocking a psyop, you know? And so, and I don't care. I'm just telling the story. It was enlightening to see how corrupt James was. Oh, beyond, beyond, beyond. So we all filed because mathematically, we figured out very quickly that every bear was responsible for uh, filing the arbitration that cost $250. Now, the cost of arbitration and legal fees would be paid by the company, according to California law. So each arbitration would average at about $60,000 that uh, Patreon would pay. Um, and, and I'm about to tell you guys uh, a little piece of the story that hasn't been revealed. Which is one reason why we were offering them a settlement in the beginning. Because some of their actions were unbelievably bad. Okay, so so, um, if you quickly do the math, 60,000 times 72 versus 72 times 250. uh, Hypothetically, we already won. Like it's mathematically impossible to beat that unless you're corrupt. So what did... What did Patreon do right even before we even offered them a settlement? You guys want to hear what the fuck they did? Guess what their security team did? They emailed me the entire list of donors with their email addresses and amount donated of another user. His name was Mr. Matoku or something. Mr. Matoker. There was another guy on Patreon, and so their security team emailed me, Owen Benjamin, all of his uh, support information, thousands of names with their emails and how much money they give to Metoker. I think that's his name, allegedly, you know. So we were like, that's red, his name's Metiker. I remember that, don't think the name was revealed. Yeah, that's who it was. And uh, top-notch security, yeah, their entire security has been Fired. So, um, and I never looked at it. Like, I'm not a dick. Like I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, I, I'm not like sneaky, right? Like I did nothing with the information. I was just like, this is nuts. But I was like, okay, that's wildly illegal. And they have an office in, um, Ireland and all this place in Europe. It's way, way more, uh, illegal meme toker. Right. So that's a breach of security. That's like felony shit. That's crazy. Met Tucker. Okay, I don't care. It doesn't matter. So then what do they do? They fucking sue the 72 bears in open court in California. They sue them for nothing. They were just trying to rack up legal fees so that we would hurt like Patreon was hurting. Okay, because when we started this, so basically the 60,000 per 72 is just the the fees to jams. Their legal fees, I'm sure, allegedly was probably in the millions. And this is all over one fucking tweet off platform from a dude who does not matter. I don't matter. And so this is the story of Patreon. So the 72 bears hold strong. I told them I would um, protect you know, the, the legal legion, everybody were working hard, but they were scared. Rightfully, I was scared. They were threatening to take my house. They're threatening to break the all this stuff. But we're like, no, we have to fight them now. Now I realize that the the correct move is to build alternatives, but we wouldn't have learned that without fighting the monster. Patreon is a pile of incorporation papers. It's nothing. It doesn't matter. Europe has to comply with GDPR. Yeah, 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 Totally. So, um, we provided the legal counsel for the 72 bears, no bears, you know, all the fear monsters, all the Reddit trolls and all that were like, Owen's getting all his bears, uh, sued. They're all going to lose their houses, blah, blah, blah. And so the fact you guys hung tight was amazing. And it was overall a bonding experience. No one had to pay shit. You didn't lose shit. It was scary as fuck, but they were were bu- and then this is when I, I completely realized that anarcho capitalism is one of the biggest scams in human history. The the Jewish Democrat California judge sided with us because what they were doing was illegal, and I'm like, whoa! And then we realized that we had a lot in common with the California government. That the California government, because the arbit arbitrators were were siding with Patreon. Bear in mind, while this was happening, we were uncovering that about. of Patreon's uh, uh, income was from porn. Bear in mind the original joke that they were scared about and offended by was the pound me too joke, which has nothing to do with, porn is done exclusively by women who have been raped or molested or in some way abused. It's not natural for a woman to wanna show off her vagina as it gets fucked for money, typically to satiate a drug habit, okay? It doesn't get worse as far as protecting women that are the products of rape, incest, pedophilia, uh, brainwashing, right? So they are, and this it gets even worse. We also find, and we, we had Coynton do some deep dives, and I'm sure he's still traumatized for it. That's why entropystreamlive slash app slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. Um, we, we, we created something called uh, the File of Filth. They were doing cartoon incest porn cartoon, uh, bestiality. And we would send this to the arbitrators and they would still side with Patreon in a lot of uh, situations because they were being paid. It's so corrupt. It's nuts. And so now if you look at Patreon, Patreons valuation plummeted 70% bear in mind, they got over $400 million in private funding. And the only reason they get that money is to go public. When you go public, now all that private funding gets worth in the billions, billions and billions of dollars. All Silicon Valley, the the business model is not to serve their people. It's simply to go public. Now, what were some of these revelations, in my opinion, doing about Patreon was it was alerting people who worked at Patreon that they were on a sinking ship. Because Visa and MasterCard don't, Uh, They had already punished Patreon once for porn. Porn is exclusively made by abused women. And they had the inverted bullshit notion that I was attacking. Women that have actually been through rape, incest, pedophilia, seem to love my pound me too joke because they realized that the me too movement was actually a psyop to front run and control the revelations of Uh, pedophilia and rape happening in Hollywood and New York city done by a lot of Jewish men. Okay. That was the purpose of the me too movement. It was designed in the halls of CAA talent agency. Okay. That's what it was because all these men, it was coming out that not only were they raping actresses or doing pay for, you know, squirt for play and making them watch them jerk off on plants and banging kids and all this stuff and doing child porn. It was coming out. The internet is the worst thing that ever happened to these predators. And so they had to front run it with the me too movement. Oh, time's up me too. Right? So I simply made fun of it. I didn't put it, I didn't exalt it. I didn't even say it was bad. I, the whole joke was that I didn't realize a hashtag. I I thought the hashtag was a pound sign, pound me too, pound me too. The joke was actually against me. It was that I was stupid. But because I wasn't exalting and pretending that the Me Too movement was some form of divine intervention, they kicked me off Patreon, okay? So we fought and we fought hard and it was over two years of fighting. And we revealed all the porn, all the incest, all the rape fantasies, all the bestiality fantasies of Patreon and now Patreon is not going public. So all, because while we were suing them, the, uh, the, and I'm not taking credit for this, by the way. This was probably inevitable for old Patreon if it's run by, by evil little uh, sick, twisted little fuckers. But um, so we were costing them millions of dollars. And it wasn't us doing it maliciously. It was their rules. And so the judge in California said, Patreon, you can't change the rules mid-game. And so much love to that dude. It changed the way I view government. It changed the way I, I view Jews. I'm like, oh, yeah, whoa. Because at the time, I was starting to get pretty paranoid about like cabals and fucking government and all this. And no, like the, the the shining example of decency and honor came from a Jewish Democrat judge in California. Changed the whole way I view the world. Okay, so, and then all this private funded that was all the worst shit you've ever seen. Funding child porn, funding all this stuff. Okay, so their security team, emailed me the entire list of information from another patreon guy it doesn't get worse government is amoral right it's rome but it's not immoral it's amoral good call dan way to do that so anyway we ended up settling just you know just walk away great i'm happy with that and the people thinking that I made money on it, I made, not only did I not make money, it cost me thousands of dollars. So thank you for all the super chats and whatnot. But it was worth it. It was, it was fun. It was scary as fuck, but I, it was a lesson in law that you can't get from Yale. So Cod says, uh, cricket, free, free message, privacy policy, among the updates are new ways to resolve individual disputes informally. And new procedures for certain coordinated arbitrations by continuing to use this. Yeah, yeah. Because while this was happening, the media will never report, like, the actual story. It's always like, white supremacist, that one Benjamin. <laughs> Tried to do, what does that even mean? Define white supremacist. We can't define it. It's hate. It's like, when we feel bad, we say words. Um and so uh, Amazon, all these places, they started to go back to the government. Good, because they have to follow the law. They're, you have constitutional rights as citizens of the United States Corporation. Terms and conditions on private platforms, you go to an arbitrator who is being paid by the company to side with the company every time. It's so corrupt, dude. And so God sent the message needed. Yeah, totally. Totally. So think about the cascade that that caused. So a lot of people, so it became public knowledge after our lawsuit that Patreon, at least 25% of their business was porn and not just porn, child porn, incest and rape fantasy and bestiality fantasy. Okay, that's a problem because the higher up you go with investments, the more they want it by the book. They, they're not as like overtly evil as a lot of people think. It's, it's like people who want to go public. I think probably one of the reasons that they went so hard at me is because they thought that they didn't want the press that Patreon was supporting white, supremacist, anti-Semitic, transphobic, bestiality phobic. Owen Benjamin doesn't think a man can fuck a goat. Whatever the fuck they're saying, right? So they were trying to cleanse their palate before they went public and made billions of dollars. Big arbitration might be the most hurt by you. Yeah, and this company. So the scandals. So Visa and MasterCard, they don't like working with porn. They don't like working with... They don't like scandal. The the higher up you go in the pyramid, the more you want everything... The whole thing is no scandal no rocking the boat and that's why they can feverishly be like nobody remotely controversial except all the 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 child porn (laughs) like what are they thinking and so that is just an interesting result of that because you all slayed a literal demon yeah yeah we did we're slaying demons and the whole time, the demons were just going, and Benjamin, the greedy, white deprimatur, getting his own people sued. No, I was doing it to protect my people because I thought at that point, we were in a, we were cornered, we fight now or we just get fucked. Because if they were, if if Patreon was going to say, because of a tweet, we're going to break all our contracts with you, even though you didn't break the contract, that has ramifications for everything in our lives. That's why I'm fighting... North Idaho on these land right issues, because the minute they can do that and the the minute no one stands up to it, you know, without a rebuttal, they view it as uh, acceptance. That's bad, bad. Okay, is your electric bill going to do that? Is your cell phone going to shut off if you do a meme that they don't like? What if in 2020 you say that the vaccines may cause harm? That's considered disinformation. And now you're no longer allowed water. Okay. That's what we were, and we knew we were facing that. But now I have a much different view of the world because we just have to build up alternatives. And we have unauthorized is not Patreon. You know, all, all of our platforms. You know, Bertari Times app, all that. We are allowed spiritually and legally to build alternatives to hell. And not only can we do it, it's profitable. All right. The only thing necessary for the triumph of evil is for good men to do nothing. Totally. And we did. And it was scary. But actual fights are scary as fuck. The 72 bears that held strong. I know some of you guys were, you know, freaking out. You had some comedian on the internet that you trust because he makes you laugh and... You know, you're going to put your name on on a lawsuit that you don't fully understand and blah, blah, blah. And it's like, thank you. Thank you for believing in me. I believed in you and I stood by you guys. I never ran when they, when they're like, oh, so it's going to be $10,000 filing fee in California for the 72 beds. Like, okay, we got it. I would have, I would have just kept going, you know? And uh, I never backed down. Neither did you. And that's and that's what makes communities. That's what makes civilizations. That's why a lot of these dirty little grabbers are pretending to be... Um, let's talk about Ethan Ralph versus Ben Shapiro. This is hilarious. Okay, so Ethan... Cl- or no, Ethan Klein. Sorry. Uh, there's another... There's a guy named Ethan Ralph and a guy named Ethan Klein. I always get them confused, which is hilarious. All right. A few... A few white supremacists successfully lobbied YouTube to suspend me, a Jewish dual citizen of Israel and USA, for anti-Semitism. One of the funniest things is... Wait till you see what he said. He thinks that that he has a Holocaust cloak. That's from Princess Bride, by the way. This Holocaust cloak? He thinks that because he's a dual citizen... By the way, you might not want to be bragging about that for too much longer, Ethan Klein that you're a dual citizen with a hostile nation to America, you get... Because right now you're probably thinking, oh, I mean, what did he possibly say? Just wait. Way worse than anything I've ever said. And he's only suspended. Ben Shapiro and friends can virtue signal all they want. But ultimately, they're the ones platforming dangerous anti-Semites. All I did was pointed out. So he's blaming his deplatforming on white supremacists. Does anyone want to hear... What Ethan Klein said, he said, I hope Ben gets gassed first. Okay, that's, that's really intense, Ethan. So I'm anti-Semitic for being against pornography, but look at him. He's scratching at the demons under his skin. Look at him. He's like, oh, oh, they know it's the, the, the fucking, the scam's up, dude. Scam's up me too. Left-wing YouTube star Ethan Klein muted about another Holocaust against the Jews and says he hopes Ben Shapiro was killed first. Listen, we all do, obviously. That being said, I got some really good news for you, Ethan Klein. There were no gas chambers. (laughs) There was wooden doors. Do you understand how illogical the entire narrative of gas chambers is? So they filled up a chamber with gas that killed all these people. And then what did they do? They, they emptied out the gas. Did the guards go in and then breathe the gas? Or You can't kill people in mass with gas chambers. It's literally impossible. Plus, there was wooden doors on them and the cremation rate was 3,000 a day, which isn't possible in 2022. Forget about fighting a two-front war. Ethan, no one gassed anybody, Okay. Those were de-lousing chambers. Zyklon was... I've looked really into this because I I was like, what the fuck? Zyklon was designed to kill lice and and, um, bugs. What's the significance of wooden doors? They're not airtight. (laughs) A gas chamber with wooden doors? Think about how stupid that... They're porous. Let's say hypothetically there's actually poison gas. Like, Really think it through where you have gas that when you breathe, you die because you're just a Jew. Okay. <laughs> oh, 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 well, do you, the platform, you did the helicopter now. You're doing logic denial. You're hoping that your own guys get gassed. So stupid. So let's say you fill a chamber with poison gas with a wooden door. That gas, okay, so you have the employees that are opening the door and closing the door, like, all right, take the Jew bodies out of here. Oh, this is so painful, I can't hear it. It's great news, Jews. It didn't happen. Why is that not good? I'll tell you why it's not good news, because if they're not the victim, they're just disgusting, right? That's what these people, look at him, look at this this guy, he's like, oh, Jesus. This, This addict, this gremlin. Without the Holocaust, what is he? He's just a horrible human being, right? And it's not all Jews. I know some great Jews. The poison gas was kept in by gravity, guys. Imagine if you're doing a death, an actual death camp. You want to know what it would be? Actual war crimes. They get you to dig your own grave. They put one in the back of your head. And then the next guy comes up. And then the next guy comes up. And anybody that tries to run, you fucking like, you make an example out of them, cut off their leg, make them bleed. I mean, I can tell you how fucked up war can get. But it's not a gas chamber. It's not little Indiana Jones carts that drop you into a into a sealed cage with a bear and an eagle, or a, or Dr. Mengel's masturbation machine. They're lying about everything. Actual war crime. The way genocide actually works: one uh, injections. No, anyone know if that's ever happened? <laughs> <laughs> So they tell you something's medicine. You inject it in your body and six months later you die of a stroke, right? And then all the infrastructure society just handles it and nobody even realizes what's doing the killing. Isn't that interesting? Or if you're in a hot war, think about all the manpower it would take to dig 20,000 ditches. You're always running short on soldiers in war. Always. You're fighting a two-front war. You're fighting, you know, two-front war. Germany's fighting a two-front war. Uh, where are they going to get the people to do all this? Yeah. Lack of food disease, which just means poop in the water. Um, you know, uh, exposure to cold exposure, famine and disease is how you do it. But let's say you're going to do it like you're going to do it, do it. Um, you would get people to dig their own graves. If they refuse, you make an example out of them, a fate worse than death, you know, cut off their dick, make them eat their dick, something horrifying, but you only have to do it once or twice. And then everyone's house is like, dude, one to the back of the head is better than eating my own dick. Right? That's how you do it. You get the labor of the people you're killing to actually do it themselves. Not trying to sound psychopathic, but like it doesn't take a genius to figure out that gas chambers aren't remotely possible for a genocide. Because the gas lingers. Where do you expel the gas? It's one reason why they bulldoze Sandy Hook and Auschwitz. Because it makes no fucking sense. So you have a chamber with wooden doors. So all the people working there, they're like, oh, Jesus, just drive the body. Like, so you do that all day, every day. How come so- several Jews went to four different death camps? Can you imagine a cow? Can you imagine a cow, and you send it to a slaughterhouse? Take it easy, dandy. We had a good run. What it does is they put it on a conveyor belt. It's just like, right. Imagine they're like, oh, we had to send it to another slaughterhouse. Okay. Oh yeah, it was. Then we had to send it to another slaughterhouse. Then we had to send it to another slaughterhouse. So, so one Jew went to four different slaughterhouses. I'm starting to think their point of it wasn't slaughter. huh? Imagine if, just, just imagine cows that you're trying to kill. I'll show you how to do mass killing if anybody cares. I mean, let's not focus now. Let's focus on good and nice things. But it's not fucking gas chambers, guys. That's retarded. Roller coasters, lap pools, wooden gas chambers, eagles, bears, equals 70s script writing. Yeah, yeah, it was. And, and people weren't buying it. That's why they rolled out Spielberg. That's why they rolled out all these movies. There's been over 3,000 Holocaust movies. That's the only reason people are scared of it, because they watch movies. A little girl, and well, we got to watch the old... Oh, and um, Mountain Bear just had a, a baby, a healthy baby girl. I just wanted to uh, to point that out. God bless Mountain Bear, the great Mountain Bear. Um, let me uh, let me show that the about branding a genocide. Super, it's some of my best work. All right, same with Mountain Bear. God, the guy's such a fucking legend. I'm so glad the Irish are breeding again. Originals, here we go. Because in Cambodia they actually had a genocide. What about my Holocaust? Okay. Check this out. Making babies is how you avoid an actual, wanna know what what a genocide looks like? Convincing children that sodomy is uh, brave. When you know what actual uh, demographic replacement looks like, it's a lot more obvious. I kill millions of anti. I put bullet in back of people's head. Dude, you call that branding? No, no. I kill a million of people. Pull Pot, you suck at genocide. No, I kill way more people. It's not about how many you kill. It's about how you sell it. Listen, buddy, no one cares about the sick shit you did in the jungle. You know? No, I kill million of people. That's not... That doesn't sell it, baby. Come on! That doesn't sell it. That's not even that scary. Everyone's like, oh, we line up and shoot everybody. Oh, big fucking deal. Well, no, we... Where's the pile of shoes? I get pulled bullet and back up head <laughs> and put in ditch. You're not getting it, Pol Pot. You're not, You're not, not getting it. it. You want to make an industry around your genocide to last for centuries? You need piles of shoes. You need soap. How fucked up is it to make soap out of people? Did people really do that? No, fuck no, they didn't do that. That makes no sense. Why would you clean yourself with people you find disgusting? I know. How? Huh? Why would they do that while they're fighting a two front war? They, they wouldn't. didn't. That really makes no logical sense. But it doesn't matter. It's about emotion. It's about, it's selling, about it. selling it. Now you bring in a movie where you have, there's, it's black and white except for a little girl in a red dress. Oh, you're remembering that shit now. And then they put you into a, a gas chamber with wooden doors where you claw at it. And for some reason, the claw marks are in cement. Come on. Come on. This is how we brand it. Well, I kill more people with my gun baby you gotta sell the fear you gotta sell the horror you gotta sell it subtly with a pile of shoes i i don't like you people you people are very sick what if people see through it and start talking about it? you make it illegal you put them in jail for hate so logically if someone does the math and realizes it's not possible that's called hate that don't make no sense Pol pot. You're not getting, getting it. it. <laughs> Genocide isn't about killing people. It's about brand, brand awareness. awareness. Brand awareness. Do you have Killing Fields Incorporated? Fuck no. We just use the field to kill people. You're not getting it. You have to use corporate documents, liability shields, and then make that money, baby. Come on, Pol Pot. No way anyone that stupid. You feed them pornography and <laughs> KFC. They're that stupid. <laughs> you people are very weird. <laughs> God, that's good. Like, it's funny that Scheckelberg assumes that Pol Pot's goal is to do a multi-generational industry around his Holocaust. God, that's so fucking fun. Oh, and I had this really interesting thought about communism and Jesus. Um because I I do read the comments from time to time on BitChute, and some of them are super hostile, but they are funny kind of. And one guy, I think he was like probably like um like more of like a European Nordic heathen type. And he was like, Jesus Christ was uh, basically a landless Jew with no kids who was a commie pacifist and that's your God. And I I laughed um, because they were basically implying that it was a way to control people. Let me tell you a little bit about what um, Jesus' message is to me and why it's so beautiful and what communism actually is. So the amazing miracle of Jesus Christ, a lot of people overlook because it's so obvious now, it was pointing out the problem with hypocrisy, right? Don't point out the speck in your neighbor's eye when you got a plank in your own eye. You know, uh, he, he took the power from the Pharisee and said that you yourself can connect directly to God, right? Unbelievable. Right now, it's like pretty obvious, but back then it wasn't. It was like, so the Pharisee doesn't, it's rules for thee, not for me. But Jesus Christ brought a truth to the world that they could never ignore again. They had a humble carpenter, because the Jews at the time wanted a Mashiach that was a conqueror. You know, kind of like this heathen guy that was uh, commenting that. They wanted someone with a lot of wives and land and a hammer and fucking... You know, a million sheep and goats, you know, like, uh, like someone with material power. The, the Jew wanted the Mashiach to be a, a warlord. But yeah, they wanted another King David. And what'd they get? They got a carpenter. They got a carpenter who said that the rich man has a harder time getting to paradise, getting to the kingdom of God, right? And they're like, no, no. Okay, but it's true. That's undeniably true that your material wealth is not does not give you a right to inflict rules on other people that you don't follow yourself. That, that message of Jesus Christ is now so ingrained in our culture that we don't even realize how amazing that is. Like back in the day, a, a Pharisee, and, and the Pharisees today still do the same thing, like, like what I was just talking about with Patreon. They're promoting child porn and telling me I can't do a Me Too joke. And so Christians instinctively are like, who are you to tell me that? But the Pharisee thinks we're the priest class. We get to do what we want and you're our slaves. They don't even view it as bad. This is one of the things that some people don't understand about uh, quote unquote evil or the Pharisee or the Grabler or the Zionist or whatever these people are. They don't see it as bad because so many new people to truth and all that are like, look at the hypocrisy, point it out, they'll they'll, they'll squirm, no, they're like, no, no, you eat bugs, we eat steak, Jesus Christ said, he would no sin cast the first stone, rise and sin no more, that doesn't mean don't cast stones, it doesn't mean don't enforce the law, it means an adulterer can't throw the stone at the adulterer, you have to be without that sin to judge, like, I couldn't really go at central banking until I got out of debt. You understand? I couldn't go at, you know, like, unless you've removed the sin from your life, you can't judge another man. The Pharisee would say, they, they could be like jerking off and throwing stones at someone for uh, cheating on their wife. Like, they could literally be cheating as they're doing it. They didn't. They said, you're our slave, And so Jesus Christ said, No. The savior of man is a carpenter, not one of these demigod Pharisees. So what is communism? Communism is the attempt, the desperate attempt to do, because that heathen guy in the comment section was kind of right. It's like Jesus did have a lot of communist talking points that, that, uh, you know, status and money and all these things aren't what make you better than someone else. That it is like the workers are no, like the servant The slave is no less than the master. That's true. Okay. So what was communism's desperate attempt? It was to do Jesus's message, but still have the special boy Pharisee. That's why it is a Jewish, um, you know, uh, Zionist special boy, uh, you know, because that's why the Jews are haunted. And I'm not mad at them. Like, they're not causing me any problems. They're the ones that won't accept that. When people say accept Jesus Christ, what do they mean? Does it mean give money to the gay pastor and eat a cracker and some blood and know for a fact you're going to heaven no matter what you do? No, that's bullshit. That's modern Luciferian Christianity. It's not what Jesus accepting Christ means, in my opinion. This is my opinion. Everyone has a different view. It's a beautiful thing. He also said he did not come to be served, but to serve, right? In service, you are freed. Work will set you free. The irony is, as much as I don't like me, Mr. Mustache, he did have a couple really Christian views. Um, what the fuck was I just talking about? Oh, yeah, 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 so so accepting Christ means that that the humble carpenter is no is not below the Pharisee, and the Pharisee has a really hard time with that. All uh, the, the Ethan Klein's and the Ben Shapiro's and the Karl Marx and Epstein, they literally think they can rape your kids and there's nothing you can do about it. Right? But it's not. That's over. Accepting Christ means acknowledging the truth of that, that the humble servant is not below the master. That's one reason why I understand slavery and I'm not freaked out by it. The the communist is like, no, there's a special boy class, the priest class. They always need the priest class, the oligarchs, the controllers, the central bankers, whatever you want to call them. And then everyone else gets to live the Jesus Christ egalitarian, uh, you know, lifestyle. No, they are not above us. That's true. Now, the rich man is not the bad man. You can be wealthy. You can have resources, The, the landowner, the king. The whole point, Jesus Christ being the King of Kings, is because he humbled the King. It's funny to say he was a landless, childless, you know, carpenter with Jew who allowed himself to be nailed to a cross. Like, I get why the, the, the heathen, the, the Nordic, the, some of these people view that as pathetic, but you're not, you're not getting it, Pol Pot. He humbled the King. He said, I on a donkey. You know, I as this humble servant have no, it's like it's harder for you to connect to God because you are holding on to your possessions, the rich man that could not follow him. That is mind-blowingly powerful. And that's what accepting Christ means, in my opinion. Communism is the attempt at accepting Christ, but still having a Pharisee and still subjecting people to rules for thee, not for me, right? That's what, that's why communism is so evil because you, it resonates on a level uh, that is true, where why, the workers revolt. Why is the carpenter below the king? That's true. He's not below the king. But at the same time, uh, they still have the special boy class, which was exactly what Jesus came to overthrow, and it'll never go back in the box. Like once that's out, like now the world has been given that logos, that logic, that word. And you can't, it doesn't go back. You can't be ignorant to it now. And once you see it, you see it. That the the wealthy man, if he functions in service to God, is fine. But it's like, it's not because he's wealthy. That's his path. You have to have landowners and, uh serfs in, in a you know metaphorically but the landowner is no is, is no is not above the law and that's the that's what accepting christ means it means that the senator can't murder the intern you know and christianity is has tried to get around this as well with the catholic church with the sale of indulgences because it always fails look at patreon look at all evil always fails Jesus is our king and priest. He's the king of the kings. He's the priest of the priests because he's showing you that in service to God, it doesn't matter what strata you're at, you're not above the law of God. Because over and over in history with the Catholic Church with the sale of indulgences that that created the schism with Luther and all that, it weakens you when you go against the word, which is the, the wealthy were paying the Catholic Church to go to heaven that they were indulging. They were pedophiles and thieves and and slanderers, and they bear false witness and all that. And so they would give money. The Catholic church would say, well, you're so rich, and that means God has blessed you, that if you give us your money, you'll still go to heaven despite breaking the law. And that's so wildly wrong that all men are equal in the eyes of God and his laws. Exactly. That's what accepting Christ means on a deep fundamental level. And so a lot of Jews have not accepted that. A lot of Christians, a lot of, you know, it's all over the map. It's like, do you think with enough power and status you can get away with shit? And the answer is no, you never get away with it. And the world Satan's realm, I've heard that often said, particularly Gnostics. In a sense, yeah, I mean, the prince of this world, the prince is coming to kill me. and all Yeah, like, like the, Satan is the ruler of the secular fallen world, in a sense. Because when you choose riches and status and you want to get away with shit with your Holocaust cloak and your, and your little Frodo's ring and all these invisibility things, once you go in that realm, the dark ones now own you. And when I really understood this is when I stopped being afraid that people were out to get me because they're not allowed to get me. I'm not in their realm. They, they only torture and humiliate and murder their own. I'm not saying that I, I'm incapable of being murdered or humiliated, but like they do it to each other. When you look at uh, the dark realm, how they throw each other off the high horse, like in the Susan Cooper book, like uh, Vox Day references this a lot. And it's so true that when the dark rider is done with you, they throw you to the ground. Like when you no longer amuse or are relevant to them, there's no honor amongst thieves. There's no loyalty. And you can see that with this like Ethan Klein shit. You know, he's like, but I'm a Jew. I'm a special boy. The Pharisee eats themselves every time, and that's why the meek shall inherit the earth. And that's why this idea that your living God should be a conqueror and a um, and a uh, uh, you know have a thousand wives and a million heads of goats. It's like you're missing the whole point. Jesus's word was the the rich man and the serf are both equal in the eyes of God. And it does have communist undertones, but that's because communism tried to mimic it, but keep the Pharisee. All right, so I wanted to talk about that. I thought that was a pretty profound realization because uh, I just, I've just i been you know gamma harassed and, and trolled so hard that I can spot when someone isn't attempting to troll. Like that, that email I read earlier about Sophie, I, I know that person wasn't being demonic They were just being what most people would find insensitive. And a lot of people would consider that a troll. I knew it wasn't a troll. The heathen that said that about Jesus, I knew wasn't trolling. They weren't trying to hit me. They were just trying to make a point. And I I can register good points. Like I want to be, I want to know the truth. If the truth is that Jesus is a Jewish psyop to bring in communism and keep you meek and weak and shitty, I want to know. There's zero evidence that that's the case. None. Because when people say Jesus was a Jew, he rebelled against the Pharisee. It's kind of like red team, blue team. It's like, that's not how the world actually works. Like My sons always ask me, who's good and who's bad? And so, because I tell them about myths and I was telling them about Medusa and and the Kraken and stuff like this. And he's like, so was he always good or or bad? I go, he's a force of destruction, the Kraken. Don't think good or bad. When it comes to these myths, it's aspects in nature. Adam Green is legit dubious of Jesus understandable. Totally. Like, I don't think Adam Green is lying or running an agenda, and I like Adam Green. He makes me think. I wouldn't have even registered that thought if I thought Adam Green was just running his mouth for fucking clicks and an agenda. I know he thinks that's true, and there obviously is some truth to that as Jesus is presented by megachurches, obviously. Oh, Jesus was a Jew. So then you can never criticize Jews. So that you're, you're literally saying your God is a hand-rubbing grabbler, Like, that's crazy. So when people say, oh, the Jews, and it's like, "But, but God is Jew to you. Like, your God is a Jew. So how can you criticize the central bank or the pharmaceutical industry? There's obviously truth to that. But that isn't the whole story. That's like saying, red team, blue team and politics. There's other teams. So I was describing to my children, um, don't think good or bad. Think the the Trinity in nature is, uh, producers, consumers and decomposers. And there's also, if you want to look at it in a binary, it's, uh, uh, creation and destruction. So there's agents of destruction or consumption. There's agents of decomposition and there's agents of production. Now, I didn't say this to my kids, but production doesn't isn't just good. You could be producing dildos, you know, and fentanyl. Like creation isn't just good. Good has to have to, the, the idea of good has to include the laws of God. Your established authority in the metaphysical realm, because just production isn't inherently good. But when you're looking at nature, Nature is the trinity of production, consumption, decomposition, and it's a circle. And so if you're trying to identify as bacteria good, is a hawk good, is a coyote good or bad, is a goat good or bad, you're looking like most mythology doesn't have good or bad in it. It has nature in it. That's why there's a lot of truth to heathen Roman Greek mythology, Nordic mythology. I like stories of Thor. I like stories of, of, um, you know, the Odyssey and the Iliad and all this stuff, because it's all about nature. It's not about the creation, the creator of nature. That's the metaphysical. That's why I'm a Christian, because that's my religion of the creation of this place. In this place, the heathen cosmology has a lot of value to me, where you are describing what thunder, like what Loki is. Loki is that little voice in your head in the winter that that makes you want to eat all the sweets, That's Loki. Is Loki good or bad? There is no good or bad in that story. That's Loki. Loki's the trickster. Loki is the one rearranging and being a little chaotic. He's a bit of a destroyer. But at the same time, is there good that comes from Loki? Of course. Loki spawns um, creative charisma and creativity and uh, actual progress. Being progressive, but not in the uh, the modern bullshit way. You know, like he'll rearrange something in a way, like the spirit of Loki. You know, it's a great way to describe that aspect of life or the spirit of Thor, the thunder, demigod and all this stuff. You know, these stories like and if you think that's just evil, that it's all heathen and blah, blah, blah. Look at C.S. Lewis and Tolkien are two of the best. And uh, Susan Cooper are three of the best writers ever. And they're Christian writers and they're all creating aspects of nature and the metaphysical Christianity in their stories over and over and over again. Loki reminds me of Milo, exactly. Like if someone says, is Milo good or bad, it's, he's Loki. There, is, there are bad people that intentionally want to subvert the good, the true, the beautiful. Milo wants to create um, a humorous chaos. He likes to flip things just for the sake of it to see what happens, that's Loki versus flip things to humiliate man which is satan. Satan is the the envious one of God. Loki is like what would happen if I wore my pants backwards? Um pushing the boundaries. Yeah, yeah, and there's there's a natural uh function for Loki. Uh because it's like it, it's where progress comes from. If, if, if everyone's only doing the, the good, the true, the, like if everyone's only doing complete symmetry, you don't have that like shaking of the eight ball where you see something new. And that's why Loki exists in nature. And that's why God created the, the spirit of Loki. But it's not, Loki isn't, his fundamental isn't to oppose God and humiliate man. It's the trickster. It's uh, you know, in a uh, nor or northern European uh, literature, he was the Tom the Tompkin. We call Charlie the Tompkin because the Tompkin is like a little elf that comes out in the winter and like m- and like hides your shoes. Because my son uh, Charlie has a little bit of that. We call him uh, Like yesterday, I called Walter uh, Captain Monster. Jack was Mister Bounce, and Charlie was Trick or Treat. Because Charlie is like, you know, very good kid. Very good. Very good. Good heart. Caring, loving, great kid. But there's something like, he he has a little bit of like Loki in him. Walter's nothing like that. He likes structure, symmetry, you know, follow orders. Like Walter's got my German in him. He's like, but... Follow the order. Like, Walter, I've never had to discipline, like, ever. I think maybe once. Walter's just like, if if you break the rules, something's seriously wrong. And Jack just likes to bounce. So I call him Mr. Bounce. Okay. Lucifer tries to be the special boy while Satan molests little boys. I don't quite understand the difference between Satan and Lucifer, but I, I can tell there's, Lucifer is more, I don't know. I can't speak on that. I understand Satan and I understand Loki. I don't really understand what Lucifer is. I feel like Lucifer is telling the mortal man that he can be his own God. And that's serving Satan because it's a lie. Loki to me is more like, let's see what people do when when I hide their treats. (laughs) Right? Hey, Georgie. All right. I think I got to everything. Oh, this is really funny. This was in the Vox hit piece. Beal isn't done with movies yet, though. In a video to his fans, he told them he's working on a script starring his friend, anti-Semitic, former comedian, Owen Benjamin. In this new movie, Beale plans to cast Benjamin, who believes the moon landing was faked, as the head of NASA. Yeah, they've been working on this script for a few years now. It's called, We Never Went to the Moon. And we think we wanna do a cartoon of it and maybe we can hire our cartoonists. Because uh, I'm just straight up not leaving my farm for eight weeks. It's just not happening. So, um, but it's so funny and I'm not a writer. I write to perform, so I can write. Like, I'll write stuff like this. Like, this is me as a writer. Jesus, communism, Pharisee, dead grandma puzzle, respected, uh, allowed to work. That's that's my writing for today, okay? Uh, Vox is a writer. So it's like, I would love to do that. You know, I've been working on the Sinop movie, but it's all been like fractal and thoughts and ideas and stuff. like. It's it's really beneficial for me to have somebody that um, can write out the three arc, the three act arc, and all that. I'm in, says alive, yeah, yeah, and we can get you guys paid too, which will be great for everyone. Uh, our Lord was the first man to kill his inner Jew. They'll never, forget. <laughs> no, he brought the message that they they can't admit. They won't, the Jews will not admit it as a people, and for and and a huge spectrum of good and bad. I know a lot of really good Jews. In my opinion, they won't admit that one thing, that they're not special. They're special in that they're created by God and God's image, and they have a, a path and a culture and a tribe. And I, I actually, there's a lot of Jewish culture that I really like. Uh, and it's true, I make fun of them constantly, but it's because they need it and because no one else will, because they're being paid by the Jews to never make fun of their noses and their hand rubbing and the feminine nature and all that, or their frizzy hair. Um, but I think the torment of the Jew is that they won't admit that they're not, they're no more special than the servants that their wives are fucking. Okay. Moving on. Um, all right, let's read some mail. I got some good, uh, donations to the, the campgrounds today, by the way, enter be live slash app slash on Benjamin comedy. If you want to, uh, Support me in Coddington or P.O. Box 490 Sandpoint, Idaho 83864, unauthorized.tv. Fox's fiction books are excellent. They are. I'm really enjoying The Throne of Bones and Midnight's War comics. I need to read more of his actual books. Yeah, it's a great uh, combination because I'm I'm working on my article for the newest magazine and I'm not really a writer. Like, I am a creator. I am a story guy. I can I can come up with ideas that other people can't come up with and... I can write to perform. I've written all my specials. I can write 20-minute um, episodes and stuff. I'm not nearly as good at writing long storylines that fit together outside of my own worldview. That's that's key. I can write based on my life, my perspective, what I know. I can't really write as other people as well as uh, someone like Vox or someone like the legend Chuck Dixon. And so... Because he is, um, uh, because they're so talented at that, and we have so many uh, cartoonists in the bear community. I mean, if I was to write the script, I mean, the synapse script might take me years, guys. I'm having a hard time writing the newest article for the magazine. Um, All right, here's some super chats. Any chance there are links or copies posted of feature videos like Sassy Trump TikTok? Yeah, at Owen Benjamin Comedy on Telegram. Everything I put on here, I always put up there. It's already on there. All right. T.me slash Owen Benjamin Comedy. All right. Rumble Rants. Someone gave me a nice one. Thank you. Here's some shekels for putting out great content. Thank you very much. I sent a movie or TV show. because, like everyone is in a writer, you know? Um, like when it comes to writer, like books, and movie scripts. And I've written movie scripts for money. I'm actually oddly a very professional writer. Like I've been paid more than 99% of people who call themselves writers to be a writer, but it's because I'm so good at performing and because my mind is so quick and because I'm so good at engaging people with my ideas and my rhetoric and my words and my story and my sincerity. Author comes from authenticity, authority, you know? But I'm not good at writing 120-page scripts. It takes me forever. I get distracted. And uh, I'm just really glad that there are people out there that do that. All right, Trash Panda Bear says, On our way to Flattoberfest, hope to see some of you there. Also, it's been too long since I've paid my gay away. So here's a tip for the bard and the buckets. Appreciate all you do. Thank you. Gypsy Bear, thank you. Good morning and God bless. If you get the chance listen to Kanye's God Us album, Sounds like the dude's on a journey. Yeah, I think he's on a journey. I'm loving him. I'm loving Ye. I'm, dude, don't call him by his slave name, motherfucker. His name's Ye. And he may have named himself Ye because he's referenced in the Bible as Ye so many times. He might be that loop. I think, kind, I think Ye is very Jewy. ironically. I think he wants to be a Jew. Either way, Shabbat Shalom and may the good Lord continue to bless you in the bears onward. Thank you, Gypsy Bear, and you as well. Francisco Estrada says, tip for the bard king in the buckets. Keep crushing, BB. The IG streams have been awesome. Song request again. Praise chorus by Jimmy World if you get a chance. Thank you very much, Francisco. And yeah, if you want to keep up on the Instagram streams, they're all at unauthorized.tv. I delete them within 12 hours of doing them typically on Instagram for obvious reasons. RMK says, hey, BB, I watched the whole Yee interview, and he does mention that it's Zionist Jays once toward the beginning, but never mentioned it again. Yeah, the guy's getting it. If he fucking calls out the moon landing, I'm getting his boots. I think he does know that it's Zionist specifically, but is just not articulating it. Yeah, I mean, he's under incredible pressure right now, so I'm just, I'm really feeling ye. How dare you, George. Peng Gayway still training Kung Fu. Oldest daughter, Amelie, is participating this week in a fiddle competition. For the first time, thank you, BB, for supporting the bear community. Thank you, Cod, for suffering through the creation of the filth file. Long live Berataria castles and airships. Thank you, t Bear. Avery Bach says, "Thank you for the stream today, girl Avery Bear." Thank you. Heavyweight Dancing Bear says, "M and F and crush bears. Winter's coming, then spring. Definitely, I'm gonna let George out. I think he might want to go outside. So I'm just gonna play you guys, Sassy Trump again. While I do that." One second, George. Do you want to go outside? Come
1: the on, George. The wall is going to cost ten to twelve billion dollars. Okay, believe me, they will pay. One of the officials, actually one of the ex-officials from Mexico, had a news conference and he announced that we will not be paying for the wall. Who does Mister Trump think he is? They came to me the press. These people. Look at all those cameras back there. The press came to me and they told me that he said he would not pay for the wall. Do you have a comment?
0: I said yes. The wall just got 10 feet taller. Oh my God, it gets me every time. One second. Uh, All right. Let's read some mail, shall we? The wall just got 10 feet taller. He really is that gay, too. It's hilarious. Dear Big Bear, Uh, hope all is well for you and your family. Sending a tip for your super chats. I am traveling for hunting and fishing, so get together is not likely for me, but it's a grand idea. On another, I can't read your handwriting. I'm sorry. Chubbish bear. Another life, I was a campground designer for the. <sighs> hey. We'll send more tips. I, I enjoy your work. Chubbish Bear. Thank you, Chubbish Bear. Very sweet. Appreciate you, Chubbish Bear. Let's continue. Greetings, Owen. Do you consider psilocybin mushrooms a drug or plant medicine? I guess medicine, but I don't mess around with it and I don't recommend it because I think it's super intense. But, uh, you know, it's na- it's in nature, it's not a petroleum based drug. So it's got that. But um, yeah, I think technically it's a plant medicine. Have you ever had an intense trim on shrooms? Yes. If so, what did you learn that I could paint in the sky with a tulip and that my friend was fucking crazy and now he's dead? Uh, he kept saying that he was a, um, a rat with a number on his back in a cage. And then eight years later, he drove his car into a brick wall. So yeah, I'm all good. I did shrooms Memorial weekend. It started out light and fun, like usual. Things turned when we got home and my wife summoned me in to help change our daughter's diaper. Oh yeah, you should not be tripping on mushrooms when you got kids. I mean, imagine if you have a drive a car, if your kid got uh got sick or something, you know, it's not it's not responsible. In my opinion, do what you want. I'm just letting you know what I think. I couldn't get the smell of shit out of my nose and shrooms Alone, make your stomach queasy. I puked in our toilet, and for the next few hours, I was certain I was going to die that night. I pleaded to God and Jesus not to let me die yet, so I wouldn't leave my daughter fatherless. That's good. In an attempt to calm down, I went outside and to my shed. I saw a picture of my grandfather. I had a vision of my body returning to the earth and being reconnected with my grandpa in the next realm. It was disappointed in me for dying so young because i chose to take a substance sounds like you got a really good uh, lesson actually three days later i learned my cousin died he drowned an hour south of me he was 31 at the funeral in an attempt to console my aunt i told her that her son is now reconnected with his grandfather do you think we reconnect with our loved ones after death i do you know i can't prove that but I try to live according to the Bible, but I cannot fathom eternity. I certainly have doubts about the dogmatic depictions of heaven and hell. I was taught in Catholic school. Yeah, I have doubts about that as well. Like our sweet Prince Coddington, I too am Florida trash. There have been two tragedies in my state in the past two years. Um, the condo collapsing and sunrise and the hurricane and Fort Myers. My immediate reaction was that as an able-bodied male, I should do something to help but I don't have expertise or a truck or tools. Is there anything that can be done in a situation like that? No, just don't take shrooms and be a good dad. Where does being a fan of the NFL rank in the Sodomator? It all depends on what you're a fan of. Do you like wearing a man's name on your back and getting drunk with the boys? Or do you like to see like unbelievable feats of athleticism? I mean, only you know how, where you are on the sodometer. The only thing I can tell you is 0.5 and up is the thin gay line of actual physical contact. I don't wear a jersey with another man's name on it. Well, that answers that. Or have a goatee with wing sauce in it. But I did keep up with a drama surrounding our quarterback, 24 lawsuits of sexual misconduct this offseason. Well, you know, only you can tell me how how, we're running the sodometer. George, what are you doing? Fort of Bears, there is going to be a meetup at Fort DeSoto on Saturday, November 5th. Message me on BTA for details, not underscore hungover underscore bear. I'd love to give you a few shout outs first. I'd love to give a few shots. First, my grandmother turns 99 in December. She has eight kids, 19 grandkids, and 21 great grandkids, soon to be 23. Second to Iron Evan for helping me through sobriety. Third to a bear in the app who beat cancer last year and is now climbing mountains in Nepal with her teenage son. I'm a real 90s word and forgot her bear name. Uh, CNN plus spent $300 million and folded in one quarter. Bertaria is crushing. Yeah, money isn't power. Kanye said that. He gets it. Or yay. Sorry, I didn't mean to call him by a slave name. Thanks for never cooking, Joe, aka not hungover bear. PS P. S. Bert Kreischer named one of his specials Big Boy because that's what his wife and kids call him. That's obviously not a term of respect. No, they hate him. They'd probably want him to die. That's why they're like, yeah, go drink and drive, Bert. He's like, really? Uh. PPS, can you read music? No. I have some ideas for song parodies. I don't I don't read music. Watching little people that came from your dick just exist in front of you is trippy enough, bro. Jeez. He's from Florida. Florida people poison themselves for fun. It's better than uh, antifreeze. Dude, most people from Florida are like, antifreeze, can I drink that shit? You know, so he's actually like a responsible Floridian. Last PS. What do you think about Mirror Channels playing your stuff as Owen Smith? I don't care as long as they get the message. That is your name, so you'd still be in honor. It might take those corporations longer to boot them. No, I mean, they, they literally name them stuff like M1PSVVX, and they still, they, they just, but yeah, always do mirror channels, you know? Just keep it up, just keep fighting, just keep fighting That you benefit when you fight the demons. Don't do it for me, do it for yourself, man. You think this is good content for YouTube? Fucking upload it. Make clip channels, put it on TikTok. Whatever you think works, do it. Yeah, AI knows my voice. Yeah, totally. To Amy, Owen, Walter, Charlie, Jack, and Frederick, God bless you and your lovely family. Thank you for all you do. Uh, Gulag Grandma Bear, a bloomer, not a doomer. Still laughing over the Fancy Pants lollipop uh, days. Thank you. Very sweet. Here's to your Fancy Pants. That's very sweet. Dear Big Bear, greetings with a note to send along some fa- uh, fancy pants for baby Frederick, dude. The synchronicities are incredible. Did you send this shirt? Is that from you? Oh my God! You guys want to see some? Uh, you want to see fucking synchronicity? This wasn't from that letter. Okay, so fancy pants, fancy pants, right? You saw that, right? Look at that. Someone sent me this shirt right after I did that whole thing about. Uh, baby's taking the boob. Surrender the boobie. It's a child's shirt. That's unbelievable. That's unbelievably weird and cool. Synchronicities are so interesting. It's like mind-blowing. So I get this card. The next line is that. And then this shirt. Surrender the booby. It's unbelievable. <laughs> God just got goosebumps. Nice. Uh, your family is growing so beautifully. It was sad to hear the stream about your beloved Sophie. The heart of this story is your sweet rescue pup brought you and Amy back together back in the day. Something for you to cherish despite the pain of the circumstance. I recently had a fun trip uh, to Bonners Ferry to visit my son professional expert bear, my daughter-in-law, Prezaz Bear, and my bear cub granddaughter. We had a nice meetup with Beverly and her sister. The goats are doing great, and the farm is growing into a wonderful space. We had a serendipitous discussion about Dr. Tom Cowan's work, The Contagion Myth, which turns the last hundred years of virology on its ear. Dr. Cowan provides compelling reasons I put aside our virus fears as you do. Yeah, viruses are completely misrepresented. Um, God winks are awesome. Yeah, it was unbelievable. Thank you for facilitating the connections to make and grow our communities. My best to you, Amy, and your beautiful boys. In regards to your mom, Gulag Grandma Bear. Thank you. Oh, that was... Okay, okay. That synchronicity was a little less than expected. Those were both from the same person. Um, But this was pretty crazy, that I just got this in the mail. Surrender the booby, But nevertheless, quite incredible. Um, All right, let's move on. Dear Owen, I just watched your stream about Sophie and my heartfelt condolences. Being an owner of two pit bulls, four chickens, one bunny and a cat, I understand the loss of a pet is difficult, especially one that had a special place in your heart. Here's my donation to the uh, Ozark Campground, along with a tip for the Bard King. Thank you for the last five years of streams and developing this wonderful community. I look forward to meeting many of the Bears' friends in future festivals. To all the Bears, continue to crush daily and be grateful for all the blessings, as always. Oakland in the house, Iron Man Bear. Love it. Thank you, brother. Let me make sure I have... Um, yeah, I have it. Thank you. That was extremely generous, dude. Thank you. Iron Man Bear's getting it. Owen, oh, in close the donation to the Ozark Campground, I threw in an extra Benjamin for you. Support what you like. I'm grateful to be part of this community, even if it's mainly watching from the sidelines at this point. Losing my son abusive, using my son, abusive husband, and then my dad six months later last year, I've become a bit of a recluse. I am no victim. I refuse that label. My focus is on my two daughters, 21 and 14, and the Lord. He leads, I follow. Your streams keep me laughing, hopeful, not fearful of the future. There is still good, there's still good there, is still joy there, is still so much beauty. I know I have said this before, but seriously, thank you all for helping me see the spells of this world and mostly for saying, open your Bibles. I am free. God bless, Tracy. Thank you, Tracy. Uh, Sounds like you're doing really good. That's all anyone can ask of you, that's just that. Congrats. Um, All right, last, last letter, I believe, allegedly. All right, this is also for Bertaria. Dude, I've been on it with the uh, organization. So much better than, than last time. I'm just giving myself a little pat on the pat on the ass. Uh, all right, here we go. Dear Big Bear, King of Bertaria, breaker of spells, milker of goats and cows, friend of the Jew, enemy of the grappler, spiller of the be- beans. It has been moons since I've last wrote. It was the beginning of the crown flu. You have helped me tremendously these past years. I was working on a sheep farm in Northern California. At that time, caring for my sick dad. I moved from Illinois to care for him, and it was after his passing I first wrote you. You helped me every day since I started listening to you, and I'm very thankful. I'm now back in Illinois in my debt-free house and truck. I even got my old job back as the cabinet factory outlet store where I designed kitchens and sell high-quality cabinets at a discounted price. I enjoy it and work with my best friend I grew up with in Phoenix. Any bears in the Midwest looking to update their kitchen, come and see me, and I'll get you a great deal. I live in a small town near the Amish in central Illinois. The Amish really help this town flourish. I get raw cow milk for $3 a gallon. Oh Jesus, that really undercuts me. Fucking Amish. I sell it for $5 a half gallon. Of course the fucking Amish can do $3 a gallon. Jesus, they're gonna under undercut me. Well, looks like I have to uh, try to give them some pornos. Hey Amish, you wanna see some pornography and get a credit card? See, that's all the Jews did. It's, It's really logical. I sell raw hand milked Jersey cow milk for $5 a half gallon. All right. The Amish can sell it for $3 a gallon. That's a dollar fit. So I sell it for like 300% more and I'm selling it at basically cost. So what am I going to do? The only thing I can do, I'm going to start dropping porno magazines all around their property. Maybe one of their, by the way, for those of you that have been vaccine damaged, I'm joking, but just roll with me on this. One of their unsuspecting teens will stumble upon my porno magazine. They'll start, they'll start servicing themselves and not procreating. Within a hundred years, they won't have the people to milk the fucking cows. And then, and then, and then, their milk milking cows more than me. How much do I have large labor force? Wait till I give them porn, right? Wait till I give them the discover card. Hey, Amish, do pornos are the move uh, to subvert the Amish into raising the price of their milk. Kill the Amish? No, you, no. then you martyr them. You, no, you don't kill the Amish. It has to be by the Talmud. It's their choice. It's their choice to take an experimental vaccine. It's their choice to look at page after page of beautiful Buxton Victims of pedophilia. All right, let me I, read these super chats and I'll continue. I'm obviously super supportive of the Amish. I'm 100% joking, but that's all the Jews did. I mean, it's its such an obvious move. I'll start spreading ideas of atheism. Uh, why don't you guys have more black Amish? What are you, are you racist? Hey, DeAndre, why don't you run in there and start, and start fucking requiring welfare? Oh man, look at me. I dress like Gargamel too, motherfucker, right? I'm like, you're so racist and homophobic. Why don't you get to your kids to fuck each other in the ass, right? Their label, their labor just plummets. Now we're looking at $15, $20, $30 a gallon. Yeah, yeah, then we'll see who's fucking laughing. Who do we, Daddle Bear says, Hi Owen, I was trying to say last night on IG that the evidence in the Chappelle joke is overwhelming and... I would love to see you litigate just on the general principle. I hate court. So no, I will only do that if it's absolutely necessary. The only thing that I would want from that is money. And I promised myself years ago, I would never go to court for money. It would only be when I felt cornered or when, um, you know, like the land right issue in North Idaho. I mean, there might come a time when I have to go to court for that, but that's not for money Um, because I don't care if that dirty fucking bike thief, Dave Chappelle I just want people to know it's mine and that he subverted it. But I can just tell people that. Why do I need a court? The only, if I was honest with myself, which I always am, um, it would be to get money from that dirty rat fuck. And that's poison money, in my opinion. It's kind of like cursed. The money you guys give me for appreciation is benefits my life. Money you get from like getting a bunch of grabbers to sue a bike thief is... Uh, I I would feel it would only bring curses to my life. I'm I'm oddly superstitious. Um, for the lack of logic and superstition, I I believe in like cursed shit. Even though there's like not any scientific evidence for it, but I think ill-gotten gains, and I consider lawsuits ill-gotten gains. Uh, oh, well, you, the Patreon thing. No, they cost me money. They broke contracts and it was a fair uh, settlement offer for them. Given what they would spend and what they would inevitably lose, we actually were offering them a tremendous deal given where they are now. Three years later, you can see that what do we offer them? Like $2 million settlement? Okay, our arbitration cost them way more money and now their company can't even go public because all this shit that was revealed. So... Our offer to them, I don't even remember the amount, but it was like so reasonable and, and everybody pretended like it was like we we're just trying to get money out of them. I'm like, what planet do they live on? Like they're about that's the best deal. I thought it was merciful. You know, if every arbitration costs between like 40 and 60 grand plus legal fees and we got 100 people ready to go. I mean, what's 60,000 times 100? Six million, right? and then and then you look at their legal fees, which is way more. Then you look at all the bad press, all the reveals, all the porn they're doing. the fact that their security team sent me all the the user information from another patreon user, like the it should have been like 200 million. like how much did that that last stand, their little, fucking, you know, planting the flag in the soil, how much did that end up costing them? I mean, you could argue that it started a ball rolling into the billions. And so, no, I wasn't being greedy and I'm not going to sue someone for damages when I'm not damaged. I'm not damaged by Dave Chappelle. Because one of the things about lawsuits is you almost have to admit that you're a victim. Unless you're using the legal system to... um to remedy a right or a property situation, or, uh, you know, like the Patreon thing was because they were policing off platform speech and thought, which would have set a precedent for like being kicked out of society for your political beliefs. That's something you take to court, a dirty little bike thief using one of my jokes. I mean, it's like, I'm not damaged. And so I'm not going to lie and say I'm damaged. And that, and that it takes millions of dollars to make me whole. I am whole. And there's nothing that that lawsuit would do positively in the comedy world. It would actually make it worse because then every idea or thought you have can be taken into litigation and the little guy could be steamrolled. So no, I'm not going to do that. Thank you though. Also, thanks for the insight into how the Patreon thing went down. New energy in the barn and awesome rants on poor Jack O'Batt. Hilarious crush on. Thank you. Dan says, BB, you're the damn best uh, Q-tarded bear. Well, you're a Q-tarted bear, yeah. I'm not Q-tarded, but I, I get why people fell for it. I get it. Minnie Bucket says, been listening since 19, and we've donated to Ozark Campground to support the bear community. Hope to send a letter soon. God bless. God bless you as well. Friendly bear, I was with you, BB, until you started denying the German Manhattan Project equivalent of the Holocaust. I was with you about the trans kids and the Patreon struggle. I stood by you, and Mr. Crowder canceled you. And even after the famous Pat Brownie incident, and I guess you're still with me. Yeah, and usually when people are super offended about quote-unquote Holocaust denial, they never seem to address the points you're making. It's that they're offended that you question their status and authority, which they have none. Jesus Christ brought the message to the world that the servant is not below the master, that the carpenter was the mashiach. And it was not gonna be like a King David character. And a lot of the Jews still won't admit that and because of that, they suffer. We don't suffer because of that. They literally think because they decree it, we have to follow it. Even though it's logically logos, the logos logic, even though it's obviously flawed, the, the, the notion of the 6 million who died in the quote unquote Holocaust from gas chambers, death camps, masturbation machines, and uh, contraptions that drop them into a, a cage with a bear and an eagle. like It's so laughably stupid, but this is the thing a lot of people don't get. They're not looking for the truth. They're looking for submission. They don't, they're not trying to find the truth about the Holocaust. They want you to uh, agree that they are permanent victims, and then they can get away with anything they want because they're the Pharisee. And they're not. They're not. There's no longer a priest class that is above the goyim. And and they're only hurting themselves. That's why uh, you don't have to do a thing about it. Just live your life according to Jesus Christ's principle. Vengeance is mine, said the Lord. Like, you don't have to teach these people a lesson. Their lesson is endless, and it never ends. Their lesson, the lesson of people that will not acknowledge that they are not, they do not have a superior bloodline. They do not have a superior position in society. They cannot dictate the science or what is true. They cannot tell me what is disinformation and what is not. We all have the same access to logic, logos, the word of God. We all have the same access to reason, reasoning, the ability to discern. George, how dare you? Hi, honey. And that's the reality of the situation. They're they're mad because you make them want to laugh about the Holocaust now. It's retarded. And all it does is excuse them to believe that they can break the laws of God because they're owed something. Because of their trauma that isn't even real that they didn't experience. My whole family was killed in the Holocaust. Well, then how are you here? if you didn't have a mother or a father. Oh no, no, like all the cousins and the grandparents. Do you know how many people died in World War II? 60 million people. You think you're the only people that lost anyone in a great reset, in a central bank, controlled fucking destruction of civilization? You weren't there, and you don't even know if it's true or not. I can prove to you that that isn't possibly how a gas chamber functions in reality, okay? And you don't get to determine my reality. You're not above me, motherfucker. There is no priest class. There is no Pharisee. Jesus Christ, that's his message. You can accept it or not. If you accept Christ, you know that the meek shall inherit the earth. And that doesn't mean cowardice. It doesn't mean not punishing, you know, not following the rules, not having a legal system, all that. What it means is be grateful and be humble. Acquiring status and money in this world does not get you the ability to determine someone else's worldview. You don't get to, you don't change nature. You don't get to say the that if you eat bugs, the weather stops being warm. That's retarded. Oh, how dare you speak to me that way? Sit the fuck down. You're not in the control that you think you are. 2000 years ago, you lost, you lost it and you've never gotten it back. And you can pretend, and you can use your MK Ultra and your Babylonian Talmud and figure out how to how do you gaslight and break slaves and all. That. It, it's not real. It's nothing about it's real. You're not a victim. And you will be judged for it. My aunt is a lampshade. No, she's not. And you know it's fraudulent because every day, right now, you can add names to the registry of the Holocaust Death Museum without any verification required. And because of that fact alone, you know it's a fraud. Just like the COVID-19 death count. Every day, oh, my, my great uncle Leo disappeared, Holocaust, and they're like, that's another one, put him on the list, put him on the list. Any proof required? No, not, no proof at all. You can make a claim. You could put in Grabler McIristine and they will put it on the fucking records because they're not looking for the truth. They're looking for submission. And I do not submit to them. And it drives them nuts because we're right. The law has been fulfilled. They don't get to own us. We are only slaves to the most high. And tell yourself anything you want, but that's the truth. But you're trying to turn me into a lampshade and soap. Why would people use soap to clean their bodies made from people they hate? That makes no sense. Isn't soap meant to cleanse and to clean? If you thought Jews were rats and insects, and why would you? That is literally retarded. But Steven Spielberg... Steven Spielberg says dinosaurs came back. Steven Spielberg said if you go swimming in the ocean, a 50-foot-long shark will eat you and follow your boat everywhere. Steven Spielberg is a fucking psychopath who spins lies for billions of dollars. Jesus. Anyway... The local meat the local meat here is great as well. I drive a little further north, though to a small family farm in Fairbury, where they have a farm store, I purchase some high-quality pork and beef. I'm about to purchase a side of pork and a quarter cow. My garden flourished its first year. Must be nice. My garden flourished its first year. In Illinois, and I canned many jars of my homegrown marinara, all but my garlic, I grew in the garden. I now have been canning just roasted tomato to make future marinara <laughs> or add recipes when needed. My melon patch, c- bowler, relax. My melon patch did the best of all the plants. I grew yellow watermelon, red watermelon, cantaloupe, and honeydew. <laughs> you ever notice, like when people speak with like a weird? Areadite um, accent like that They'll like pronounce words oddly Like you ever notice how Vox Pronounced Car- Carthage He always says Carthage I think it's so funny Because I was always raised with it being Carthage and He's always like Rome salted Carthage I'm like is that how you're supposed to say it Like I don't know Because like Chopin Like a kid would say Chopin And then all the snobby fuckers would say Chopin He was French No he was Polish And his fucking name was Chopin. The French called him Chopin because they're gay. Anyway. My melon patch did over 15 melons from these types. I had so many and still do. I bring one into work every morn, and I gave many away to neighbors and friends. I hope to improve my garden next year. My life is going well at 31. And many thanks to you and the commune. All glory to God, now all that can top this off is a woman and some kids. I'm working on that part. I just very much keep to myself and hardly go out, except for basics like food and tools. And I definitely don't go out of my way to talk to anyone. Just get what I need and leave. That's why I'm all about making communities like, because some of these are the best guys ever, but they don't know how to meet women. And some of the dudes like Andrew Tate who know how to meet women are the worst guys ever. So that's why we do events. Uh, The way you say miracle cracks me up. Yeah, I say shit weird. I say also documentary. Everyone's like, it's documentary. I'm like, documentary. Documentary. What else do I say weird? Um, Miracle. How do you say? How do you say it? Miracle. God did another miracle. It's miracle, right? Miracle. How do you guys say Miracle. Barricade made fun of the way you said documentary recently? Well, it's funny, a black man making fun of how I speak. Why don't you ax him why he has a problem with how I say documentary? I'm gonna go split wood with my ask, and then we can ax Barricade how to speak properly. Oh, wait a minute. I would never take advice from a black man how to speak properly, because they sound retarded. Oh, I'm sorry. They sound retarded. But he's right though, I do say documentary like a retard. Uh, bagel? Wow, how do you say bagel? Miracle? Miracle? You say miracle. It's miracle. No, it's miracle. Miracle. Hey, Miracle. I, I, there's another miracle. My boner is here again, Miracle. Oh, it's a miracle. No, it's a miracle. Miracle. Not maracal. No, it's miracle. You call the mayors. Das Racialism. I've been to one bear meetup since moving back here. It was in Indiana. Two and a half hours away and was a great time. I look forward to being able to make another one. Shout out to Mr. and Mrs. Bud Bear. Wish to find one closer, but unfortunately, where I'm located, two hour plus drives will be needed for the local bear meetups. I unfortunately missed the Bertari Times Festival for work. Dude, next year's is going to be insane. Even if just everyone who's donated goes. Because, you know, when you date, donate 400 bucks, you get a ticket. We'd have more people than last year. And we haven't even started selling tickets yet. Isn't that crazy? Mirigood, Excuse me? mirigood. What a coincidence. I ran. Oh, gee. Ticam. Oh, nam. unfortunately... I missed out on Idaho with money, it was tighter, but now I find myself closer to the land and well off. I can spear to the best community in the realm, allegedly. Thank you for all you do. Many blessings to you and your wonderful family. Are you kind too, Bear? A.K.A. Christopher. P.S. In one of the streams, you said you haven't read the book of Enoch. I think you would really enjoy it and find lots of gravy. I've been going through it again, and I'm reading about Enoch... Calculating the sun's path in one gate into another all year and the distance from one gate to another is 30 to 31 days. So is this where our 30 to 31 day calendar comes from? And why do the Jew have a different calendar which follows the moon cycle? Because the moon decomposes and the sun creates. So a group of, no offense Toronto Jew Bear, I'm really not trying. I know a lot of you guys do make cabinry. I know you have, a Joubert, in his defense, Trout Joubert has a, um, a uh, friend who makes custom cabinets. Very well, I might add. So I'm just saying overall, the moon is a chilling light that decomposes. It subverts and it turns that which was ordered into chaos. But that's needed in the cycle, because without decomposition, you can't make the soil again and then bring in the, bring in the sun to grow it back up, and then the, the, the moon's like, oh, but mirigold, don't you want to turn, there's so many dead bodies on the ground, we're gonna turn them back into, back into, back into soil. Oh, did mirigold, right? It's an entire culture based on the moon, right? The moon, what does the moon do? The moon decomposes. It's linked to the feminine cycle. I'm not attacking. I know that the Jews are really touchy these days because of Yi, but they shouldn't be. I mean, ye's just trying to sell moon boots in, in, a, lot of, in a lot of ways. Um, I'm your friend, Jews. You know that, you know I love you. I can't get enough. You know I make fun of Danish people and Canadians more than I ever have made fun of you. You know I don't blame you for the problems of the world. I'm from Oswego. I eat too much cake and pies now. Watch my miracle documentary. Yeah, that's how we talk, Bullrush Bear. How do you talk? You talk like a fucking retard? Huh? Oh, gee did me My mushroom tip fell off again! <laughs> I think it's because Jews want, want the moon to be their mother because of that weird feminine energy fetish. I don't know. I don't have any answers. I just know how to make everything funny. And the little moon bit I just did about decomposition was quite funny, as long as you're not vaccine-damaged. I just really hope the Jews know that I am the best buddy you ever had. Well, no, there's another one, but you guys, you guys allegedly nailed him to a fucking cross. No more, no more like that, Mayor gold. You weren't supposed to like it. Oh, Boar Bear, you really entered the, the head of one of these guys. Because sometimes there's no way out. The Jews have a better record-keeping ability than we do. I'll give them that. Marigold is the best female Jew name? Yeah, Marigold Goldstein. Or just call him Marystein. The two golds can cancel each other out. It's like, if X, then Y. If Y, then Z. Therefore, X, then Z. So the Y's cancel just like the golds. Marigold Goldstein is Steen. The two golds cancel each other out like a logic proof. Outdated. Anyway, we'd love to hear your opinion on it. Thanks again, Crush On. I just met a wonderful woman who is definitely an unknown bear. I can talk to her so easily, like all the bears I've met. Don't have to tiptoe. We both want the same things in life. She asked me if I'd be her date to her brother's, brother's wedding. I'm excited to show her your stand-up and documentaries. He said it! He just said documentaries. Documentary. Documentaries. No, it's documentary. Documentaries, documentary, documentaries, documentaries, documentaries. acknowledge the A in the word, right? Yeah, but we don't get an A. Documentary. Dude, the synchronicities today have been incredible. I can't believe he just said documentaries. He gets it. D-O-C-U-M-E-N-T-A-R-I-E-S. Documentaries. So what's one called? A documentary. See, a lot of people are going one direct, they're like, no, documentary, documentaries. No, no. If it's multiple, I'm an auditory guy. Cows. Cow. Documentaries. Documentary. Oh, how dare you? How dare you? She loved the clip. Uh, I I took when you had to grab the mask and talking about women and going in debt for nonsense jobs to fuck anyone they want if needed to just abort that's freedom it's such a true skit and very funny I'll send it to Cod's IG if you want to see it to remember it's all good God bless Smith family onward I love it I love it dude are you kind to bear excellent letter and congratulations brother means a lot uh, that's going to be it. Did I get all the information? I think so. One, two. But always, when you guys donate to the campground, always make sure you, um, you, uh, you list an email address. I have a few that haven't, but typically you guys have, but I, I have all your addresses, but, uh, email is very, this poor guy doesn't know Owen comedy is nuked unless he knows my personal one. Um, yeah, poor fellow probably doesn't know. All right. That's going to be it for me today. Coynton, any, um, oh, wait a minute. Let's finish week two. Oh, oh, what he's not talking about. What he's talking about, our workout regimen. Me and Woody are, uh, are going to compete over who can do more push-ups and and uh, squats and pull ups. Honey, what are you doing? Don't hit the Wi Fi, honey. All right. Kind final super chats. Thank you. Here we go. Uh, is it data or data? Data. Data. What do you call it? Data. Oh, it's data. Oh, look at my data. My data. The Dutch. Yee also uses bear symbolism in his videos. His mascot is a stuffed bear. If you go back and watch his videos, they have some weird symbolism. Thank you for all you do, Van Dutch. Yeah, the bear is the archetype for people that are done with the grabbers. I think I've I've seen that. The Russians, us, ye. It's pretty much a archetype that you relate to and you're like, get the fuck out of my cave. I don't want your trinkets. Forest Bear says, tipping the big bear is a thanks for all the excellent streams this week. Your sabotage remix last night had me laughing so hard. Didn't know that BB had epic freestyling skills. Thanks for the good you and the bears. Coynton, would you, are can you clip last night's IG, epic sabotage freestyling? I can rap. I can rap. Yeah, when you're tired of getting poked, right. You're tired of getting poked, so you're a fucking bear. Stop it, honey. That's his dog, not his wife. Yeah, obviously I'm not talking to my wife that way. It's my dog that's named Honey. Jesus. They'll run with that, too. Hey, honey, come here, girl. Come here, honey. Come here, girl. This was Amy's dog that she was walking when I was walking Benny when we first met uh, over 10 years ago. Hi, girl. Honey's very skittish. She's always been extremely skittish. Uh, Sophie wasn't skittish. Sophie would like to run right at you every time you came home. And so that's probably one of the reasons that uh, Honey's alive. Um, which goes to show that paranoia, as you can see in her eyes, paranoia is not always a bad thing. Paranoia can keep you alive. Isn't that right, honey? You don't trust anything. You're a good little girl. Thanks for helping me meet my wife. Okay. I thought you were shouting at Amy not to break the Wi-Fi. I would never talk to my wife like that. I would never be like, honey! No, guys. Thank you, whoever... Whoever fucking pointed that out, thank you. No, my dog is named Honey. I didn't name her fucking Honey. Amy named her Honey. Man, that's probably where a lot of the shit comes from that people say about me. It's like, obviously, stupid. people project a lot, man. It's like, I'm not saying you're projecting, by the way, Irish truth seeker. I enjoy your laughter. But it's like, people will see... The way I interact with George or like Bob and they don't understand what I'm even doing is Bryce Mitchell, the great white hope. No, he's just a guy who's saying true shit. Don't fucking idolize people. They'll only let you down. Um, projection. Yeah. It's like, cause what I just did, there could literally have been thousands of people and I'm sure they'll clip that. I'm sure they'll clip that and they'll go look at how he talks to his wife. And it's like, okay, man, like, what, what does it do to you? What does it do for you to just be doing lies? I mean, what do you get paid? $200 from an NGO? Is Bryce Mitchell in the chat? Oh, uh, that'd be nice. I mean, I, I respect him as a man, as a truth seeker, as a farmer, as a fighter. I think he's doing a net positive for the world. But don't idolize people. Don't, don't be like, oh, he's our hope. No, we already got told the best news you've ever gotten. And that was from Jesus who said that wherever you gather in his name, there I am, right? That you don't need the Pharisee. The Pharisee doesn't get to dictate to you what your reality is. That if they're doing, they're not above the law. Don't point out the speck in your neighbor's eye when there's a plank in your eye. Those were revolutionary ideas back then. That the savior of man was a humble carpenter, not a warlord that Joe Biden doesn't get to tell me what disinformation is, he's a liar. He would no sin cast the first stone. He has, he cannot judge men. There is no status or bloodline or cabal that gets to, to, Bryce, no, Bryce is cool. Are people just intentionally not understanding what I'm saying? No, I'm talking about the, that is actually the truth. So you don't ever need to idolize any men ever again, because no man, like, because the Pharisee love to be idolized. They like, they like to be demigods. They like to be, um, uh, they like to be treated like they are walking gods on this earth. And Jesus Christ's message was the opposite of that, was that you get to be directly connected to God yourself and you don't need a man to do it. And a lot of people have been so bred to not accept that, that they're like, oh, so that means kiss Jesus' feet and worship Jesus? And he's like, no, don't worship me. Worship my father. I'm here to do my father's bidding. And it's like, so, so you then. So you're the one that I, I'm, because it's, when you worship a man, when you worship a man, yeah, honey, like that, you, it alleviates your responsibility. Because slaves are comfortable. Slaves don't have to think. Slaves aren't accountable for shit. The reason so many people love the Pharisee, they love to be told like it's a it's a globe, and this shot's gonna help me. And 9/11 was Muslims, and and the moon landing, and this, because they don't have to think, they get to just fucking, they get to just so many. If you look at like the be, the the bondage people, a lot of people love being held down because they get to disappear. It's like, no, you tell me how to think. Be an expert. You're my expert. You're my priest. Expert is just a new way of saying priest. Neil, Neil, Steel DeBike Tyson is just a priest. And he has no ability to tell me what the moon is above what I... I look at people with experience and people I trust. I don't trust Neil, Steel DeBike Tyson. And he has not spent very much time looking through a fucking telescope. The one who has? Crow 777 is an astronomer that I trust. Tycho Brahe, those guys, uh, all right, that's enough, people hate responsibility, they do, that's why, don't bother waking people up, a lot of them don't want to, it's an existential laziness, yeah, it is, it's just saying, take me, that's why, dude, and I relate to it, I used to do that with alcohol, I'd want to not be held accountable, so I would drink, and then me and all my buddies would be like, man, how crazy was last night, like, you and ralston got in a fight and you bang that girl and it's like yeah booze right alcohol right imagine if we were always sober doing that like throwing a chair off a roof and fucking calling some chick that you don't like to like blow you or something like that's alcohol allowed you to be like oh i was just drunk yeah drunk right we're all just drunks i'm a drunk you know i'm an alcoholic it's a disease it's a disease where I get to indulge in everything I want without any accountability. Being a victim is a disease. And then you try to relive that night and it never works. People want to offload the responsibility of using their own discernment and being held responsible. Like if you're not drunk, you just threw a chair off your roof. You just fought your friend. You just cried in front of 50 people. Right? Right? But if you're drunk, and that's the same with the victim, if there's no Holocaust, you're just a perverted financial criminal. And that's why they won't let it go. If there's no moon landing, that thing may be what the Bible actually says it is. And there might actually be a God that knows you. And you might be held accountable for your actions. All right, that's it for me today. Um, unauthorized.tv, P.O. Box 490, Sandpoint, Idaho 83864, BertariCampgrounds.com. Be fruitful and multiply. Don't be fruity and boil a guy. I'll see you. I'll probably, I'll do a stream tomorrow if I have a mail, but if not, I'll see you on Monday.